Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no, you know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. everybody welcome to nwp season six episode number two hosted today on danny b talks right here on youtube I'm joined today by Jarrett lundberg the iceberg along with daring gilliam aka black flags matter but in the meantime mtj martin truex jr takes the win at the bush clash i don't think 
any of us had predicted that or did someone predict that and i'm not remembering it i, I don't know. i don't think any of us did i'm wondering what hot take yeah. people have about that if any that's a good question so i want to i want to start with well let's just start with you jared what, what is your biggest hot take after this race oh well i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this right now i have reasoning behind it it is not because i'm crazy so my my big hot take is this I think the clash at the Coliseum is honestly nowhere near as broken as people think. I actually think that a few quick little fixes and it will damn near be the perfect exhibition race. I say this because all of the problems the clash had when it came to the racing product were easily avoidable. Whether it was too many cars, whether it was procedurally when it came to not counting caution laps, whether it was time windows and start times, because we'll talk about numbers in a bit that the viewership honestly could have easily been salvaged. I think that the Bush clash with the lessons learned from the first one and the second one, because of how, how much better, because they were able to pass more that the racing was, I think next year, this event will go off much better if NASCAR and the networks learn from their mistakes. And I think it's close to perfection at this point. We just need to see those changes. Darian, what's your hot take? Oh boy. You know what really grinds my gears from the last weekend NASCAR fans already returning to midseason form, not even a few races in. I mean, I get it. The Clash did have some chaotic moments and some moments that were pretty stupid, like during the second half when all of a sudden everyone forgot how to race all of a sudden. Now, it was inevitable that rule was going to backfire of no caution laps counting on such a short track like that. But fans, come on, lighten up here. The race, for the most part, I thought was pretty good, especially the first half. Hey, congrats to MTJ. He gets the victory. And everyone bugging out over the rating, of course, and we'll get to that later on. But you have to remember, and I know that, yeah, there are some other factors that definitely factor into this, but compared to last year's championship race, the Clash cleared it so by, uh, by uh, a, a, a bit of a wide margin. So uh, it's too early to, uh, 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 for, um, for, uh, for fans to panic here. Everyone just relax. And the season hasn't even officially started yet. Ding, ding. Okay? My my biggest hot take that I want to talk about is Darren just said the season hasn't even started yet. And Fox is already making me cringe. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> like it when I'm cringing this early. Whoever decided to get that comedian guy mm. to just be there to plug his show, that was so awful. And I cringe so much listening to those driver instructions. Don't get me wrong. I kind of like the idea of doing them in team fashion. Mm -hmm. Gets it done gets mm -hmm. it done faster. And it's kind of cooler to see the camaraderie of the teammates there. But the presentation from that guy, nah. And then another thing, Fox, why did you not want to pick up any fan audio? At, at some points, it just, it, it felt like the place was a ghost town because I couldn't hear anyone like cheering or anything. You know, it's, I, I get, you know, I want to have your microphones linked up to your talents, but I also want to hear what's going on there. I'm not there in person. I want to get that. I want to get that feeling like I'm at the track. And I just felt like that was missing. And I hope that that's something that we we see uh, for the Daytona 500. I want, I want to see uh, people watching on TV be able to be able to get that same feeling of being at the track. Ding, that's ding, my ding, biggest ding. hot take. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my hot take. I Fox, not off to a good start. And really quick, uh, Blue Jimmy 48 fan. Actually, I, I personally didn't mind Gwen Stefani um, in the booth there. I mean, she had some pretty decent chemistry, I think. So I, I just, didn't mind it was it a personally. subject matter. It was the fact yeah. that it's the fact they started going off. And granted, it was funny, like clowning on Clint Boyer saying how, you know, he's, he's mm -hmm. drunk. But it, but going back to, I think it was, they said in the chat, Joel McHale. I, so I, I used to watch Community, and he wasn't even the funniest part of that show. 
Honest to God, he really wasn't. And he has not been funny really since then. Kyle Harvick? Yeah, I Kyle was Harvick. Say Kyle Harvick. Kyle Harvick. Oh, and also don't forget front row sports, not motorsports. <laughs> it was not their their best day, but yeah. there was a few positives. But yeah. we'll start with the biggest, we'll start with the biggest positive, and that was MTJ returning to winning form and to start the season off. Jarrett, what do you think about uh, MTJ's performance this past Sunday overall? I, I'll say that it looked like old Martin Truex Jr., but at the same time, I I can't take much stock in it so far. I I need, uh, how should I say this? I need Truex to prove in a normal points race setting when it is a not made-for-TV show that that he can do the same thing. Now, the, the car was fast. The Toyotas uh, looked pretty fast at different points. Honestly, the guys who really were crafty old veterans for the most part, they seemed to be able to move up through the pack. Um, but I, I have to say that, you know, it is good to see him up there like that. I'm what I, I am wondering with him whether or not he rebounds or not. So for me watching into the season, can this be replicated? Cause we've seen it can, and it can't. Cause if you remember last year, Joey Logano won and he won the championship. We got a perfect one for one on the championship on that. So, you know, the, the trend of one race, um, <laughs> but if you also remember Cody Ware was one of the fastest cars in the heats last year, and he performed the way that he normally did after it. So I don't know, and that was, from what they said, a, a Rick Ware-prepared uh, car. It wasn't an a SHR one from what Rick Ware had said. So I, I'm interested to see how this translates to how he races during the season. Uh, but that that's really my biggest takeaway of it, is, is it did, for that small sample size, look like pre, you know, I'd say... Yeah, honestly, just pre-last year, Martin Truex Jr. Yeah. Martin Truex Jr., yes, obviously, congrats to him. I mean, technically, he still didn't break the winless streak because the race wasn't official. But, you know, hey, hey, you still won the race, though. Still a victory. Just like how Blaney technically didn't win, even though he was the all-star winner last year. Exactly, exactly. Technicalities. But anyways, Martin Truex Jr., I mean, he did win, but I was shocked. He only led a total of 25 laps. And honestly... He wasn't even the biggest surprise of the race. I mean, looking at the running order, too, I mean, obviously you have Austin Dillon in second and Kyle Busch uh, rounding out, out, out the uh, the first ever NASCAR podium, I might add. And uh, you're already seeing Austin Dillon benefit from having Kyle Busch as a teammate, in my opinion. Austin Dillon has never been a terrible driver, a, a pretty mediocre driver, in my opinion. And I think Kyle Busch might be the teammate that can help push him over the top. I mean, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He might as well run better. Am I right? And then some other surprises include Ryan Priest, 43 laps led in total, but then unfortunately um, he had mechanical failures yeah. uh, later on in the race. Denny Hamlin, it felt like he was a little dizzy, right? Because he spun out. He got spun out like two or three <laughs> times, correct? Like He did. I mean, but he rebounded, but you know, I yeah. heard Denny Hamlin talking about it on his show this week and you know, he was just saying that it was a night and day difference. It's like you get below about fifth place, yeah. and it's just a demolition derby, and everyone's trying to hit you. And yeah. I know we'll talk about it in a bit, but Bubba, I know, had said that like the next gen issues when it came to getting hit in the rear bumper, mm-hmm. honestly, are the same as they were last year, at least for what they experienced, if not worse. And I know Denny Hamlin talked about that that like he had that you know jaw clenching pain. So Ugh, that sucks. That's that's something I think to watch throughout the season. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely for sure. And then also, I mean, you just mentioned Bubba Wallace, a total of 40 laps led. I mean, if not for that final lap push, I mean, but also too, I mean, to be fair too, he was giving Austin Dillon the business there too. He was like forcing him a little bit. He was sort of forcing his hand. So I sort of understand Austin Dillon like just being fed up and stuff because I mean, Dillon was able to save it, but then Bubba just couldn't save it, unfortunately. But but hey, you know, Bubba wasn't angry. He was just, you know, he's like, eh, you know, it's whatever. It's not for points, just for fun. But hey, it was good to see him run up front and he uh was he um won the uh the first half technically so yeah that's pretty and promising then, and then you know me i'm gonna give a shout out to this guy to not even have made this final show <laughs> last year uh alex bowman actually finishes the best of the 400 cars in fourth uh and chase elliott what happened to him like he yeah. just had, he was just bad from the get-go yeah. and blaney it seemed like they both were just getting involved in, in other bs but also too daniel suarez was another one who I thought would have done way better in this race. He was just pretty quiet, but uh, a really quick shout out though, um, because in the Ford camp, this is interesting. So unfortunately, Keselowski's cars didn't make the show, but then these two Fords did front row motorsports. Front McDowell, row sports. Ty- yeah. Good yeah, job. Yeah, front, front, front row sports. sports. Yeah, front row sports supremacy. Yeah. So, but, uh, but um, Todd Gillen was also kind of, I mean, I don't know. He was like spinning out. He's getting involved in some mess uh, during the race. Uh, We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Todd Gillen. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about some of this other stuff. It was good he still made stuff. the race. It but was good he still made the race. There's still, there's still, like, I think more to talk about, though. What I'm interested in, uh, another one, is, like, just, there's been a, I, like, I feel like there's been a huge debate this week of, like, entertainment versus racing. Um, So, like, that that's what I kind of wonder with you guys. And I have a, I have the question for you guys is, like, for, for this race alone, because I know Ben Kennedy, I think he had to, um, and Darian, you can look. I think you can look this up on Twitter. He put like a four or five tweet thread oh, yep, explaining I'll it. it. I'll um, pull it up. There was a lot of criticism around this race because it's 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 that's how it, like that's been the big debate. I think ever since was, this was announced is like is this ruining the integrity that NASCAR has? Even though some debate that that kind of you know stuff flew out the window. Is it is it something that fits with this market? Um, but Danny, uh, I'm I'm interested. Well, yeah, I'm gonna read it in in a bit. I just I want to oh, know, okay. Danny, because you were there last year. Like, how different is it from a normal NASCAR race? It's different in a lot of ways. First of all, just the venue of how you know small that is that you can literally see everything that's happening on track at one time. And don't get me wrong, I think that there needs to be a happy medium between sport and entertainment. Because if I'm not entertained of something I'm at that I spent hundreds of dollars to go to what's the point of me spending hundreds of dollars to go again in the future? There is, and we've seen this, there's a place where entertainment can meet racing and SRX is an example of that. I've been to SRX now two times and both times I will agree with someone if they ask me, is it like a sports entertainment kind of like in the same way that I enjoy professional wrestling? Uh, I go into professional wrestling shows knowing, hey, this is staged. They know what's going to happen, but I'm still going to be entertained as heck every time I go to one of these. Same thing with an SRX or a Clash kind of thing. You say they have I the know. script? They have the script? They have yeah, the script. The script. <laughs> and, and, and the script is ready. Truex was happy reading the script. Uh, no, no, I'm not, not, not saying that. I'm not saying it's scripted, but I'm saying like they they can, hmm, what's the right word here? I don't want to say manipulate. Dramatize, but, I guess. They can traumatize. Like, yeah. they, 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 yeah. they can build it up to be something. Um, now, I will say the first time I went to SRX, I did see them 
pull out a better car for Bill Elliott because they wanted him to look better with Chase Elliott. Uh, but that's as far as that, as I've ever seen that go before. Um, there's a, there's a happy medium that we can reach with these kind of events to, but uh, you know, to just, to just say, because it's new, it's bad. I don't know if anyone could do that per se. I don't know if I'm really saying this right. I'm, I'm trying my best to describe no, how I feel I, about this. I think this. you're on the right track. I think you're on, yeah, you're on the right track. I think, yeah, you're on the right track. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's such a weird, it's such a weird topic. See, because for yeah. me, I, I understood go like going into this because I, I think you guys remember better than anyone. Like when they announced it, I was like, hell no, this is stupid. Stay at Daytona, mm-hmm. um, and. I, I think I'm one of the people who got converted to actually really liking this. Like, if you're asking me, I like if, if I want it at LA for the next three years or go back to Daytona, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound crazy here. I'd rather go to LA than Daytona because one, mm-hmm. Daytona clash, if it's gonna be during the day, or it's gonna be in the weekday. Or it's going to be thrown to the side. It's going to be a choo-choo train, then a wreck fest, and everyone's going to complain, and nobody's going to watch as it was shown. Nobody's going to show up. At least with the LA Clash, you know, in a sense, what you're getting, and it's just a matter of, like, I I think, I'll I'll put this right here, too, another kind of hot take. I think they put so many cars on the track so they Mm -hmm. can test to see how a points race would be with a ton of cars out there. And uh, it was awful. F minus. F like, minus. Like the, I will yeah, say, the racing yeah, you, itself was not good in the second half. You wanted to avoid a wreck fest. Well, guess what? We still got a wreck fest in yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely not. No. Um, now, do you want me to read the uh, the thread that Ben Kennedy had put, or do you want me to sort of just paraphrase? Just, just give me the bullet points on it, honestly. Okay, I'll just read the first one. Um, um, one of four. Uh, I know there will there will always be differing opinions on our new events. As we've always said, some things will work and some things we will learn and improve upon. Overall, I considered the class a large step forward. We're in one of the largest markets in the United States, have the great support from our broadcast partners and media in promoting the season ahead, and many core and new fans coming to the event. So that's just like the first and part of the second one, basically. So yeah. he obviously saw the criticism. Some people were uh, pretty loud. Um uh, the the criticism I saw well well first when you know before the racing even started um, the criticism I was seeing at first was um, had to do with just some of the Fox pre race show stuff you know um, I I feel like for the most part people were um, they were uh, definitely uh, watching the uh, you know the the heat races and stuff but my one issue with that is the way they they uh, they uh, promote this event to the public because. On on uh, Ticket Stub or you know Ticketmaster these, uh, these ticket yeah yeah Ticketmaster excuse me yeah thanks, uh, Ticketmaster um it said the race start time was five p.m. you know local East, time Eastern or, yeah it, that's what said no, five p.m. No, no. they said five well they had said it said local at one point and then it, later on it said five p.m. Eastern yeah it was it, it was so weird too like, local. The way- so basically, they they only seem to they only seem to promote the main event. It seems like because whenever these heats are going on, it's like really empty. But then, like even when the clash was starting too, like then you went back on Twitter and everyone was like, "Oh, look, it's not as full as last year." It's like, but it's like, guys, put it into context though. Last year, the Super Bowl was in town. There were a lot more people in town, anyways. Okay, and it's not, and and also too, coming from a diehard St. Louis slash LA Rams fan, that's basically the same attendance um, the Rams had when they used to play at the LA Coliseum. So I thought overall that's it was right. a victory. But and then and then the funniest complaint of all, though, funniest complaint of all, 
What do you think it is? Uh, I I don't I don't know. Uh, probably Wiz Khalifa. Like yeah. something about and Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. And then obviously Cypress Hill performing and stuff too. Which okay, I Cypress thought, Hill. I'm sorry, Cypress Hill, Hill sounded really old. They were, they, but look, I'd rather were, have it than a country artist for ten thousand time. That was something I wanted to also put in my hot takes. Uh, Eric was right. That's all. I'll just leave it as that. <laughs> look, Cypress Hill. They were def- they're definitely past their prime, and I explained that too. But was Khalifa though? Like obviously parts of the you know he definitely lip synced parts of it though. But uh, parts I mean, it of just, it, he lip synced yeah. all of that. <laughs> He was, dude, but it's his interview with Shannon's fake, though. That was freaking... Oh, he's high, he's high as a kite. Dude, she didn't know what to do. <laughs> she was like, what is this? But nah, look, it's great that they're, you know, trying out new things and stuff. You know, it's not the same country music artist. But yeah, now, obviously, the I'll, obviously the main part, the racing stuff, obviously needs to improve. I didn't I'll, think I'll they say, needed 27 cars out there. I'll ask this with the uh, the chat here. Napa Racing Fan 927 put old school Daytona 20 lap dash with pole winners is my answer. Would you guys want that or how do you, how do you think that It seems too works? short though. Like I don't think like it seems like too short I, of a race for see, these teams to give it damn yeah. about, you know? Yeah, like, but it's like I know it's I'll, I'll argue on his but... I'll argue on his behalf. All right, go ahead, go ahead. So right. I think the the way with the clash I think a lot of it is is you do have to have it shorter cuz they're, they're, if it's longer than the duels, I mean, you watch the duels and they just ride around forever. They don't even like they don't care about where they start for the most part. They sort of they find their place in line and finish, and that's the, like how the clash was. Like it was just single file. I mean, ever you know, people will remember the Jimmy Johnson crash that he caused for his last win points or <laughs> non points, but everyone forgets. I, I think that it was a single file line the whole time. Yeah, Paul Menard dominated that whole class. Yeah, yeah the, the Paul 20, Menard got robbed. 2020 <laughs> was like a really even keel, just chill uh, race, single file the whole time. And then all hell broke loose for the last 20 laps that they ran. So it's like I, you you would have to have a shorter race to get the racing part of it. And I think you'd have to be at night. The, the only problem is, is that, you know, you, you've compacted it so much that Fox, especially in a year like this, they're not going to want any sport, but the Super Bowl on. So, and I don't ask our fans like, Oh, care about football, whatever, but, but they do like, that's, that's the issue is that, that Fox does care about that. And they, and now they've worked the clash in to be like two weeks before Daytona as part of a, like a a marketing for everything uh, is what I've kind of noticed with. So I don't think I, I don't think there's that easy fix, but I will say that a 20 lap dash is the only way I think you could do it at Daytona just because you get them to race the whole time. Yeah, that makes sense. That's very true. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a matter of, you know, do the teams want to risk that, you know, because if they're racing for 20 laps then obviously they're going to go all out and then that's going to lead to, you know, big Ooh. ones and stupid blocks and stuff. So what, what, what side note, side note. I saw that. W- w- yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Morty Super Jets later, but I agree with Hunter Nixon fishing on this one. Uh, I want Avenged Sevenfold to perform next year at the Clash. That would get me. That. that would get me and Jarrett back there. They're yeah, performing at Daytona that. in uh, in May. I found out yeah. during the All Star weekend. Yeah, just keep yeah. rotating the artists. Yeah, different genres and stuff. You know, I feel like at this point, if you're going to do it in LA long term. Anything but country at this point for that specific event. For that I mean, one, you yes. want it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but obviously, do it for Nashville. You know, do it for Wilkes. Yeah, obviously, like you that. have to do it for those. Yeah, yeah of, course, of course. It makes it makes sense there. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to the next topic here. Uh, we've already got tempers flaring. 
uh, and this su- subject is called Ri- Rivalries Galore. Ooh. We had AJ Allmendinger versus Chase Briscoe. We saw practice. a classic in practice. Yeah, in, in practice. We're, t- we're talking about practice. It was even... practice. Yeah, and I think I think <laughs> that it, um, Chase Briscoe seemed like he was like completely caught off guard. He's like, dude, I knew I bumped you and stuff, but damn it, it just practice, bro. And then also we saw some classics uh, get revived here. Joey Logano and KFB. And then we also saw the Denny and Chastain show once again. Of Chastain course it was can't help himself. He can't help himself, dude. It, it, like, dude, like you already, like, like you bumped him out of the championship four, basically. And now you just want to keep wrecking him after all that happened. Like, like he just can't help himself, but nah, and all it, it was a racing deal, but I mean, would he have done that to anyone else in the field? I don't know. Uh, uh, to be fair, he like <laughs> everyone back there was getting jostled up. I can't say the chassis yeah. intentionally did that. Like I think even like, Denny like said he didn't. Well, well, there was one point that even like um, during one of the heat races, like immediately people were blaming Noah Gregson for spinning someone. But I'm like, dude, he got bumped. So it's like uh, that's like one of the only ways you can pass on this well, uh, type of circuit. So the, the way the circuit is, again, there's if there's too many freaking cars that's the problem but also mm-hmm. some of it some of it too was driver etiquette i mean guys diving in the corner knowing they're not going to make the corner Mm-mm. like no. nobody nobody behind the top three or four cared and so i will say i had a I had a bit of issue with that if it was if it was a points race i'd be livid like i would not mm-hmm. like this if it was a points race which i'm saying nascar don't make this a points race because if you were to make it a points race you would have to stick to the same format with heat races and stuff since the track is so small so then not everyone would get points officially no they would they probably score it the way that they like you know the score qualifying they probably use the heats to score it but at that point then you'd figure to race against those people then you have issues with it so that's yeah i don't i don't understand how you make this a points race like feasibly with it, with the rules for that race being so vastly different, because it's not like a double yellow line rule, you know, it's not like that where, you know, there's a rule you can't go in a certain part of the track or track limits. It's not a track limits on a road course side of things. Like this completely changes the entire structure of a race. Which, to be fair, I mean, um, they do that with stage racing anyway. So I guess I guess there's yeah. some precedent, but <laughs> it just it would be too vastly different. And I feel like you would then get that diehard fan base that you need to keep through the season even more mad about it. So I I am I am completely off that train. If, if you guys have any feasible way of doing it, I, I do want to hear it. Give, well, give I, me I, it if you do. Well, well, I can, well, before I play devil's advocate too, at the same time to your, uh, to your earlier points, um, NASCAR, I, I'm, I'm sure they agree with you after seeing what happened. Uh, over the uh, over the uh, the past weekend, the problem is though, is they desperately want a race in the market, no matter what, whether it's a point, uh, whether it's a uh, points paying race or not. So mm-hmm. I, I think you know they you know they obviously put that out there to get some some initial reactions, and it was mostly negative. And then the uh, you know the it uh, was the negative from the track. fans that matter. Yeah, the, the die mostly hearts. negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I don't think the uh, the casuals would really care as much to be honest. No, they wouldn't really care as much. But I, but yeah, I would rather see North Wilkesboro become a point race and have the Coliseum become the All Star race. That's what I would rather see happen. If we're forced to be in a place where we need LA <laughs> to be a part of the market, but 
that's also saying the SMI has to go to the all-star race. And I don't see that happening either. Yeah, because they basically bent over backwards for Texas to have two dates to keep to, you know to keep their two dates I, on the schedule. I'm gonna why say not, it why now. not change it up a little bit? I'm gonna say it now. NASCAR puts these feelers out. They put they said stuff about the numbers moving and the numbers move. And they and they do they it. Said they said stuff it, yeah. about changing to certain dates and they did it. I so, I'm not gonna be surprised whatsoever if come, you know, June, July, August, whenever they announce the schedule that we're getting the Coliseum 300 lap electric boogaloo in the middle of the season. <laughs> I'll play I mean, devil's. I, I'll, I'll go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, there, there's, there's certain subjects that I might not, I might not like it. I might not be excited for it in the moment, but guess what? I'm still going to watch it because I still like yeah. NASCAR and I still basically have to keep up with it for, yeah. for what we do. We're still yeah, going to watch it no matter what. Most fans don't have to, like they yeah, don't yeah. have to keep up with it. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of newer fans will watch the Chicago street race. They'll probably have good ratings compared to most races, especially mm-hmm. road courses. I, I wouldn't be surprised though, if, if like heavier NASCAR markets are down in viewership because of it, I, I just, I wouldn't cause that's the balance that NASCAR is making right now. I wish there was more of a way to, to study kind of like a stat that we can look at on our YouTube videos in the back end is that, yeah, we can see how many views something has. And NASCAR can know how many views are on something. But within YouTube, I can see where people dip out, where they lose interest of a video, where they stop watching. And I'm curious if some of these, you know, debatable races, they might look good on views, but is there a dip? Is, is there a place that they say, I'm out? Actually, actually, we can talk about that in a bit. They, they track that mm-hmm. for the flash. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw it. And we'll talk when we talk about the ratings, I'll get to that. But I saw uh, Cindy Yen. She does all the the TV rating stuff with it. And she was at the race, I believe. Yes, because I think she's from around that area. And it was Mm -hmm. it was I think a lot of it had to do with the start time, but a lot of it had to also do with the um, racing or lack thereof. Uh, But we we can get to that in a bit. We can uh, if you want to we want to jump to the next little bit about the race before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, and I've I've been running a poll here in the chat. If you guys haven't noticed that, and I, I, the poll, I, I, the poll, poll. Not 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 that one, Darian. Calm down. It, <laughs> it says, "Would you rather Clash Edition, LA Memorial Coliseum, or Daytona International Speedway?" Currently, we've had 180 votes. 65 percent of you have voted the LA Memorial Coliseum. 35 percent have voted Daytona International Speedway. So that leads us to ask, where does the clash go from here? Back to LA? Most of you would say yes. Or would it go somewhere else? And what changes need to be made? Since the majority of you are saying um, LA Memorial Coliseum, I would personally still go with LA. It sounds like Jarrett would go LA. Darian, what would you do? Um, so since you, I mean, I'll I don't mind playing devil's advocate here. I guess. Um, well, I mean, Jarrett was playing devil's advocate earlier, so I feel like I might as well. That's the basis but... of my channel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, the only way I would bring it back to Daytona is if. You know, NASCAR would be so hell bent on making this a points race that, okay, you want to bring the, you know, the race back to its roots, then sure, we can, you know, pick up Jarrett's idea and modify it a little bit too. You know, maybe not 20 laps, maybe maybe like a, a, oh, go ahead. No, no, go for for it. But I'm just, I I will tell you, I, I have an idea. I have, oh, oh, I have well, ideas. Tell, tell me the idea now. What is okay. the format? What is the format for you since my, you had brought it up? My idea of it is you keep it 150 laps. You move the start time back an hour. Make all the caution laps count. Cut the field down from 27 cars to somewhere between 16 and 18. Because if you watch those heat races, 
when they had less cars, there were cautions, but they were able to spread out. And on top of that, I noticed this year there was way more passing throughout the race compared to last year where they were single file for much of it. So you're able to move through the field. You'd still, if you had like 18, you'd still have enough for some lap traffic um, because some of them are going to miss the setup. Like Chase Elliott on a lot of it, he had issues with, with speed, you know, uh, yeah. the, the front row cars at, at different points. I noticed McDowell and, and Gilland, they had problems. Gilland had problems just with traction. He, he kept spinning so much, but he was, yeah, he's about to get dizzy according that, to Wally Dunn. For me, it's simplify <laughs> it, simplify it to where you can stay in the TV window, get acts though, like get people musical acts that aren't peaking in the eighties or in 2010, get, get, it doesn't even have to be somebody who's peaking right now, but somebody who was popular, you know, even in like 2018, 19, like somebody yeah. who I could say, oh yeah, yeah. You know, my my little cousin who's a teenager listens to that person. Wait, you don't want the TikToker? You don't want the TikTok singer? I mean, from what I heard, from what I heard, people honestly didn't mind her. But yeah, I mean, she didn't sound terrible. Is, yeah, is the Daytona five hundred five hundred laps? <laughs> I probably uh, sound so damn elitist to people who are just getting into NASCAR. Oh, to say I that. know, I know. Dude, We're just kidding. We're playing. Do not get me wrong. I realize that NASCAR does have to pay for these acts to come in. Um, someone said, get Taylor Swift. They can't hey, afford nah, Taylor nah. Swift. Hey, I got an idea. They, they cannot afford her. Right, they're now. getting billions hey, in got, a new deal. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Get Ice Spice. There you go. The chat's about to light up. Yeah, get Ice Spice chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I like looking at, I like looking at the chat, though. I saw Jupiter Rain says get Ariana Grande. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just get, just, just, you know, go all out, man. Just, you know, go outside the box, you know. But, but you know, in reality, though, it, you know, I don't think I don't think fans have given NASCAR enough credit here for you know the the absolute marvelous rebrand job they did they ended up doing with the class here already in the second year of the uh, of the new project here I mean because Jared I mean we were at the uh, the final clash at Daytona oh, the road awful. course Daytona it was awful no, no, dude, dude granted you also had the the limited right. capacity too yeah, yeah, and 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 the finish was cool. We were right there. That was a good finish. That was that all was that there was. Exciting. It was so boring. Yeah, that's in it person. though. That was it. That was it, man. Like, and how many people showed up though? It was oh, oh well, limited. Oh wait, hold on. Though, so, yeah. Brandon Osborne has a good option because of the connection to NASCAR. What about Post Malone? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah I mean, he did the video with <laughs> yeah, Bubba and Denny. That that would be a good one. That's still very much. Uh, definitely uh, modern and so, some people are even giving some uh, alternatives to music uh, saying dude perfect so kind of so get them to come in and do like trick shots or something like that before that'd the race be cool if like they that. do you know, something pre-race that's yeah, that's cool. in the vein of what humpy wheeler used to do when he would have yeah. like the school bus jumps and stuff mm-hmm. like bring some redneck fun to la let's do it yeah, <laughs> let's let's get mr beast to, to hide ten thousand dollars underneath five seats Oh, dude, that's gonna that be actually right. would that's hit pretty right. damn actually, well. Actually, wait, that that would that would do right. that would do I'd, really I'd, I'd, well. I I I'd buy a ticket. <laughs> I'd buy a ticket. Hey, I gotta hey, go the ticket. That would, make, that would that would make national headlines for sure, but not in the type of. <laughs> I'm I'm Mr. Beast. I partnered with NASCAR. I've hidden five briefcases under five different NASCAR seats. <laughs> this is, this is CNN. I'm going to be real with you. That honestly would be a good selling point. And seeing how he, I believe he lives in North Carolina, NASCAR could probably call him in and like work out a deal. Hey, I really don't know why they haven't collabed with him in some way at this point. Hey, work out a deal and stuff. But oh. obviously, too, like we don't want people killing each other for money at a race. Too. No, no, so. but. <laughs> 
I, at the same time, that would be something really crazy, though, is like, like, like you know how they do the 50-50 raffles or something, or they call out a certain row or seat or whatever. Like, if you're going to yeah. go all out and make it that, you know, city, normal, you know, not racing sports arena, or as people like to call it, but actual sports arena atmosphere, go all out. Like, that, that, mm-hmm. that is what annoys me about the Clash, is that right now, is that I do feel like there's a lot of half measures. In the sense that, you know, we want these musical acts that are different, but we get people who are too damn old for the young audience that you're trying to go for to mm-hmm. think is relevant. Like, I noticed, I, I saw David talk about it in his show and then talk about it on Twitter. That he Which, felt, uh, David Lamb podcast, by the way, um, with, amazing well, podcast. That he, he, <laughs> he was uh, listening to, to Wiz Khalifa and he, he had said that uh, it reminded him of a freshman dance. And I was like, yeah, I feel the <laughs> yeah. same way. And he was saying <laughs> that. was my high school yeah. playlist, and, basically. And he, yeah. was, and he was saying, like, like it's if you want to get 18 to 24 year olds, that's not going to work. And I'm like, well, I, I am 25 and that's what I heard hey, at my I'm, freshman dance. <laughs> yeah, we're going up there. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree, man. I mean, like it's already such a, uh, a brand new rebranded event. You might as well just go all out with all the, you know, the new ideas. Yeah. I mean, make it your test dummy. Might as well, you know, might go well. nuts with it's it. It's an exhibition. It's an exhibition. Use race. what you learn from this race. For the Chicago Street Race, which will be a points race, which will be more watched. Mm-hmm. Don't do a freaking halftime show in that one. Leave that to non-points races if you have to do that mm-hmm. and and go from there. These are all some good ideas. Uh, I went ahead and ended that poll. 61 per- 61% of 258 votes say that they should stay with the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. And I think we all did a pretty good job of suggesting some alternative ideas to get some more fans excited for it. I really like that Mr. Beast idea. It's a really good idea. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, Let's get to the TV ratings. Jarrett, what do you got on this one? All right. It, uh, it was not as good as last year, uh, but we're going to, we're going to look a little in depth on these uh, because I believe it or not, I try to be positive. I, I am not a generally negative. He tries person. his best. I try my best. best I try my best, and I fail a lot. No, um, we got a 2.02 rating in this one, which is 3.647 million viewers. Which I will say in our private chat when I had seen the overnight rate uh, viewership. Do you guys remember I said, yeah, it should be somewhere between 3.6 and 3.7 mm-hmm. million viewers? Yeah. That was my guess. You were right on the money. Yeah, uh, so it was down 15% from 2022, uh, but it was also the six, or the second highest, not 16th, second highest uh, watch clash since 2016. Uh, and on top of that, the race started with 3.9, almost 4 million viewers watching, which is identical hmm. to the way that last year started, which I have the numbers right here because, of course, I do, had 4.283 million as the total average audience. Uh, but throughout the late start time, which has been shown in other races like the Coke 600, made the viewership dive down to, I think, a low of 3.4 before going up to 3.6 at the end, which was around the average of the event. Um, of course, it went up against the Grammys, and it was 40 minutes out of its scheduled window. That's always going to screw with it. That's why I say move and it. And football. <laughs> well, no, that I think that ended before uh, oh, the race Oh, started. did it? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Sorry. Um, the main event. Sorry about so that. So it went up against the Grammys, which I know that most NASCAR fans don't watch the Grammys, but I know that more casual TV viewers will watch. It had, uh, I think it, it had, had almost 13 million, people. million Yeah, so I, yeah. you know, that, that casual viewer is obviously going to... And I'm going to say this now because everyone's like, we lost to a flag football game. Uh the the Pro Bowl got 6.7 million viewers. 
the last time a clash got anything close or over that was 2012. Yeah. Uh, and that was a total different NASCAR. I, I'm not saying it's good. It is down. That's not a good thing. The, but it's the still attendance up. was still Fine. down. Yeah, yeah it's, still it, it, it's still a net gain. That's why I say yeah. I think with some some fixes and working with the network on on what the competition is against it, I honestly think the clash is easily salvageable at this point. And I think because, a lot of fans are just trying to be negative because they don't like the idea of being in LA. Yeah. Because I, oh, I, oh sorry. I, I kind of agree with what Charles Peterson said here. He said, "Imagine if they ran it on a Saturday night." And I, that, for one, miss. I, I miss uh, it when it was. I miss when it was a night race. It would just be on Saturday night. Buzz, but, based on history, though. Jared, yeah. So I, I did some uh, studying on it, and you guys know what the uh, lowest watch scheduled race was last year. Uh, wasn't it Martinsville? No. Bristol, no, that one had no, rain. That one had rain. No, it is the Bristol Night Race. Oh, okay, okay. The Bristol mm. Night Race was the lowest watch scheduled race that wasn't affected by weather, that didn't have any kind of delay, that didn't have any kind of thing that was messing it up. Uh, and it was 1.766 million. It wasn't going up against any major college football game at the time that it normally wouldn't be against. It yeah, wasn't going was, up against the a... NFL. Yeah, that was a week. I, I know the balls played like some rando school they beat by like 60 so yeah no, no teams was playing anyone big by then and before that the year before lowest watch scheduled race without any interruptions uh was the richmond saturday night race which was that way since 2018 the lowest watch nascar races are on saturday nights there's statistically less viewers nowadays on saturday nights than uh than sunday nights Though Sunday nights, it has to be earlier in the evening, similar to what actually Nashville Super Speedway in Atlanta is doing. Uh, that's why I, I I I like some Saturday night races. I'm not like the biggest night race fan. I like going to night races because I don't burn alive like a lobster. <laughs> but it's not feasible if they're trying to get the biggest TV audience, especially going into a contract year, to uh, to to have Saturday night races. I, I know it sucks. I know fans want Saturday night races. I think that the the best balance of this we can get is getting Sunday night races. You'll still get night yeah. races. NASCAR still gets the ratings. It's kind of medium. Best, yeah, it's best it's of both. Medium. I haven't even thought about this. Brandon Osborne brings up a good a good point. A lot of people who would watch NASCAR oftentimes can be found at your local short tracks, yep. and they're not they're not diehard fans. Yeah, I mean, I was at the fairgrounds too. Um, the night of the Bristol Night Race, so I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, I mean, hey, if, if you, the diehards are, let's just say you had fifty. I'm sure it might be more than that in America. Fifty short tracks in America, and say they drew out. Um, 1500 no 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 like five five or six thousand even like five or six thousand let's let's say five five or six thousand you've got 50 tracks that do that and let's say half of that number is nascar fans and half are just like short track people i got you i got you it would be uh it would be 125 to 130,000 people, which is a notice noticeably, honestly, compared to what Sunday races do at that time of the year, especially matches up. Yeah. I mean, if it's on, I mean, if they're, if, it, if it's on and, and they're available, they'll watch it. But obviously, I mean, they got to make a living as well, or they just want to watch local short track racing. 
on a Saturday yeah. night too. Yeah. Which I don't blame him, honestly. Yeah. And, with with we'll, how some of these tracks are, yeah. we'll get to that later. We'll talk about it later, yeah. but with the way that, that that short track racing is being attacked in general in America, Enjoy I don't. It while you can. I do not blame diehard racing fans for taking one night or two nights because we only have two Saturday night races now away from watching NASCAR to watch. Uh, local short track racing and support their local short tracks. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I understand that NASCAR understands that. So yeah, because NASCAR even has their own like initiative set in place to preserve short tracks. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's working with, in, with, in some with, places. Without short track racing, there is no future for NASCAR, or yeah, it's a future really... all with pay drivers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's no Josh Berry without these local but short tracks. A lot of those pay drivers do need a place to start at too. So. And these teams do need money as well too, you know. But I, I don't know. I don't but know what that's gonna do. that's our long-winded reasoning on uh, on the on the <laughs> ratings. That like I'm I'm like watching people in the chat that are like, holy crap, I didn't know some of this. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm glad yeah. we're insightful in some and, ways. And according to Nicky Man, yes, sir, a booming real estate market in all caps. I'm. Yes. I, I'll tell you what. If anyone knows. The, the news that broke today, I might be joining Slap in the in the uh the Ooh, backwoods in tent. The fights. Yeah. yeah. I'll be I'll we're be joining to, him in his in his revenge arc. <laughs> we're about to get Mountain Man Jarrett. But uh, yeah, that does it for the T V ratings. Um I think really we just gotta get to, to one thing, Darian. Oh yes, it's back for the first time in season six of the National Watch the levels. We got the radio edit. Yes, the radio edit. The poll, the famous iceberg poll. Was that good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was better. I could hear you. It's gonna be so hard. It's gonna be so hard not to peek out the mic, but I'll do my best. He peeks out the mic right after the credits at the end of the season. Yeah. So I asked, uh, what did you think about the 2023 Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum? Now, I will tell you this. Uh, this poll went up basically at 1030 at night. I was live streaming when it went up. Uh, and so there there was not as many viewers because there just wasn't much time. We had just under 10,000 votes for it. Uh, and I asked that question and we got our answer. We had 10% saying that this was a great race. Uh, we had 45% saying this was a good race. Uh, then 24% said it was average. 11% said below average. Then we had 10% saying bad. So bad and great. The two polar opposite ends matched up. Of course, we are much more of a lopsided positive base. But with only 55% of a net positive and 21% net negative, this is honestly one of the more negative polls that we have run uh, in the history of this show. Uh, and then... Our first comment here. I'm going to ask you now. Uh, oh, I missed. Is it this. is it positive? Is it negative? Or is it a meme? And Ooh, I will tell I you. Mean, do you want me to tell you who, or do you want to guess right away? Uh, uh, I, I, I want you to tell me who. Yeah. I want you to guess who really quick because I, I have feeling. Danny, Danny, Danny delivers. delivers. Nope. Really? He got beat uh, by MVR owner. Oh. oh it's wow. MVR owner. Uh, um. You know, this is a race full of memes. It's an unusual it's race. A meme race. So I'll go with meme. Yeah. Memes. Okay. If if he if he beat Denny, he had this ready and prepared. It's a meme. Uh he put it's a, it's actually a two short paragraphs. Not too long. I can read them. <laughs> it's over. 
The Crash Festival is over. I hope for next year they shrink the number of entries in half. No more than 20. The funny thing is that I would easily watch the Clash again over the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl is becoming a joke and the flag football game is sadly what the NFL will become in about 10 years because they're trying to ban waste tackling, which I'll tell you now, they teach that in high school, so that's Mm -hmm. crazy. But but this ain't ain't the the Football Weekly podcast. Um, He also then put like an edit saying, oh my God, I beat Denny Delivers. (laughs) And, I, and he just said, he just said, he just said in the chat, I honestly forgot what I wrote. So he even forgot about it too. It's, yeah. it's a good comment. I like it. It is a solid <laughs> yeah. first comment to read of this year. Uh, we have, we'll read a couple of the others on the, the, uh, I can't speak. English is difficult. It's all, it's all good. It's uh, all Isaac, good. Isaac got the top voted comment uh, and he put, it's a shame there were so many cautions in the second half. Because when they were or when there weren't cautions, the racing was really entertaining and fun. I agree. I, yeah, uh, I in total totally sixteen agree. cautions, sixteen cautions in total, and most of them came in during the, the second half. Unfortunately, there's there was a stat that I read, and this almost completely takes us up through the forty minutes that we went over the time window for the race. It took twenty five wow. minutes to complete three laps Oof. because <clears throat> the first lap of a restart. I believe it was, was it lap 69? Uh, or it might have been lap like so. 89. It was well, it was something nine. It's one of the later laps. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I, no, it was, I think it yeah, was, yeah, who cares? That, 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 <laughs> that's near, near here. Can't fucking talk. So it was like something nine laps in. And then they, re, and the, since the caution laps didn't count, they restarted with the same number of laps. And another caution came out mm-hmm. that blocked the track, caused it to take longer for them to get re- re-racked up. They ran three laps and then had two cautions stuck on, like, like, like we'll just say lap 72. <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm saying I know they do it at local short tracks. Darian and Eric definitely know when I took them to my local short that, track. That poor guy almost, almost ever. That poor, that poor guy almost got killed though. Yeah, but, <laughs> that, but was bad. Uh, that would have been avoided if they wouldn't have counted <laughs> the caution laps. Yeah. But, but do you, Darren, do you remember how freaking long? Remember we had drove from we were at Elkhart America Lake all day, right? down yeah. to McChesney park, barely got there in time at seven. Remember my whole family was there with us mm-hmm. and it started at seven o'clock on the dot. With all of those different races. And because the caution laps didn't count, we didn't get out of there till 1.30 in the morning. And we the cup race was the next day. Yeah, we had to get up, I think, at 7 the next day. Thank God, yeah, thank God so that we, my, my grandparents where we were staying were only like 20 minutes away. Thank goodness. But, Ugh, that but was bad. That, that was an issue with the way they formatted this race. That I'm like, how did you not see this coming? Yeah, with, and with also how NASCAR too, is now. Also, to another fun fact, it was 11 total cautions of the 16 that took place during the second half. Like, so all those laps, just all those caution laps that don't count, just being ran, ran over me, and over again. Me and Riss oh, were watching boy. it, and both of us were like, are you kidding me? Just it, race. I'm like, it screw annoying. it. Just go in a single a, file. It was annoying. But you know what? You know what? I, I've, uh, I've come to this conclusion. What happened was the drivers must have gotten in Wiz Khalifa's stash for the second half of the race. Oh, it's gosh. Fine. It That's was right. yeah. It, it was funny hearing Denny. Well, I mean, like from, they just started driving stupid all of a sudden. So. From what some of the media people were even saying, apparently you could just like 
smell it wafting into the media center. So I, I think I think everyone yeah. everyone got a little bit whether they wanted to or not. Hey, when Cypress Hill came out, Eric said like, "Oh yeah, you could smell it right away." Hey, it's California, man. It's different. Uh, now, now we we do have a couple others before we get down to some of the the fun negative ones, which I, which I have a feeling are going to be spicy this week. And uh, I did not proofread them, so uh, I'm proofreading on the air, and I will self censor. Uh, Spencer though put, "Well, dang." What a way to start the season, but I am happy NASCAR is back. 75 years of NASCAR, baby. Let's do this. Yeah, and I'm it's already liking crazy. the way I'm, I'm liking it. And, and also, shout out to uh, to Lefty, bro, his uh, NASCAR uh, uh, outro thing. So the outro we grew up with as a kid, he's now working on. He's doing his little graphic spin on it. So that's cool to see him come a uh, long working way. his way up. Yeah, he's came yeah. a long way, man. Yeah, just from making paint schemes and, and my channel art, too. And yeah, he's big time now. Uh, so this will be one of the last top ones we'll read. Then I'll try and get some of the ones that are sort of in the middle of the fray. But uh, Farkle8000 said, uh, Martin Truex Jr. goes winless last year but wins the Clash this year. Other than a messy start to the second half, I thought it was a good race. Sucks that Priest fell back. Great rate, uh, rebound by Kyle Busch. And what a difference a year makes. Well, it is early, but yes. It it, is it, it's is too different. early. Yeah. It's too early to tell, though, y'all. I mean, hey, good first race, though. But let's uh, wait for the points-paying races. Uh, let's scroll down here a little bit. Um, Marshall Griffin, but those cautions, though. Congrats, Drex, yeah. on finally winning again. Um, yeah, let's see. Eric Sipe says, Ryan Priest going to do big things. If not for electrical issues, I think he was about to run away with it. SHR has them a future superstar. Yeah, Maybe. And- and also, too, I, based, oh, oh, go I, ahead, go ahead. I like where the 41 is now compared to where it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm just going to say this one just because I put a video out like this. Just just giving the, the notion of testing this, and I got flame for it, so I'm going to say it anyway. It's by like-dislike. This is the future of NASCAR, a stadium series of all-electric cars. Like I got a, a stadium, a series meant for the electric cars. I'm only saying that just because I want to I wanna see the avalanche of, of comments Dude, about it. Well, let's go down burn. to the bottom. Let's go down to the bottom. Oh, yes. The juicy comments at the bottom. Yeah. Which we did have a good amount. We had almost 300. <laughs> team, team Penske fan says, Eric's still in LA traffic, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost been a week. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, cool. Nobody said anything horribly bad, so I can read what they said. I will, again, preface for anyone watching that uh, this is not me saying this. I just I want to get all sides of the story here. Uh, Gerald says it was real bad. It should be in Daytona. You all, y'all are killing the sport. Uh, nice. <laughs> I mean, to be file. fair, you, you watched a lot of those issues and I can understand like people being justified and not liking it. Like as much as yeah. I think it should be fixed, like I cannot it, deny it's that justified. Was I'm, it's justified. Yes. And, and without a doubt, certainly embarrassing, but I just feel like it's such an overreaction to say, oh, bring it back to Daytona immediately. Like, not with these ratings coming in. Come on. And, and it's definitely an overreaction to say, this board's dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's just one race. Just one unusual so, race. Yeah. NASCAR uh, died when Dale died. Yeah. So, yeah. so when not, they stopped playing country music. So, Niley had put uh, just that this race was really bad. I, I, again, as okay, I liked eight. most yeah. of it outside of the stupidness and the, and the start of the second uh, part of the main, but... I understand why people don't like it. I'm not going to admit, you know, I'm not going to say that I don't get it or I, I, you know, I'm just not going to sit blindly with it. If, if the second half, if that's what uh, killed the race for you, Hey, I don't blame you. There were 11 total cautions um, during the second half. I don't blame you. Uh, James says the racing is bad. What's to like. 
Uh, Ethan says I'm, awful, and the, the lowest is a short track. <laughs> the lowest one was by Thomas Franco. He said heats perfect. Main embarrassment. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. That I mean, like honestly, the heat racing was yeah. That's honestly the most lukewarm, lowest voted comment we've ever had. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. But yeah, so yep, that will do it for the first poll, the first famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Dang it, my phone's going off. I, they just put us under some kind of warning of some kind. I want to peek out the mic so bad, but I can't. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? Uh, we got we we have a quick lightning storm, but it's a it's a goodie. Uh, so just a couple things here. Uh, first off, I saw that Myatt Snyder is going to be running six races for JGR's number nineteen, the Xfinity Series. So that's a start. Uh, MBM is not going to be attempting the twenty twenty three Daytona five hundred this year, but I think we're still going to have uh over forty entries. So uh, the duels don't uh, matter. I feel like MBM not being there isn't going to hurt the show but this one i got tagged a ton about fox is going to do something really awesome i know that we have to take time digging on him but this is cool they're going to be creating radioactives of races from the 2000s the 90s and the 80s and the first one they're doing the 1998 daytona 500 so 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 yeah this one right here and again we 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 talk about Fox a lot and how we feel about it. This has always been this always been one of their best things ever. It is a collaboration effort between them and NASCAR Productions, but this is one of the best things that they do all year. So yeah. doing doing this is a W. Uh, then Michael Rooker, which many of you will know from for me three big roles. He's Yandu in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's Merle mm-hmm. in The Walking Dead. And Mm -hmm. Rowdy Burns, Uh, he's going to be the Grand Marshal for the final race on the current Auto Club Speedway. Uh, So he's a huge NASCAR fan. When I met him at Walker Stalker Con, which was like a big Comic-Con for zombie movies and stuff, he had the the Hendrick City hat. And we started talking, like we talked maybe for five, ten minutes about like Dale Jr. and Hendrick Motorsports. And like the dude knows his stuff about nascar mm-hmm. he is a legit nascar fan yeah legit fan not one of those fake celebrities that's like oh look at me i'm at the races door that and his voice is I, I love his voice um of course kevin harvick's been confirmed for the fox sports booth next year so that's gonna be that's awesome pretty that's good awesome. uh jimmy awesome. johnson is confirmed that he'll be racing the chicago street course and now instead of five it's it's shifted to eight to ten i know i have five down on here but it's shifted to Whoa. eight to ten races in cup this year i feel like jimmy's like He's got that itch back, except yeah. he didn't have the Mark Martin 2007-8 results. Um, well, yeah. he might, you know, maybe. Um, yeah, now that he's back where he belongs. Yeah, he's yeah. come back. Uh, three more things here. Uh, good, uh, good, somewhat, and uh, and bad. So. Uh, the truck series now will have a digital dash, which a lot of the drivers I've noticed are really excited about. So that's pretty cool to see. Uh, this one, yeah. This, this next one, I see why you said good somewhat because this is only good depending on who you talk to. Yeah, I feel like uh, we can do a little mini segment here for a sec. Yeah. Um, Zane Smith will be running six races in the thirty-eight. So Oof. that's at the expense of Todd Gilliland, who's yeah. going to be part time in twenty twenty-three. Uh, I feel like they didn't give Gilliland enough time. But at the Ooh, same time, no. those results Mm-mm. compare. I mean, when you compare, yes, I know Blake Harris did really good with that team, but 
you're not undersell McDowell's supremacy on this. When you compare it to the way the 34 ran on average, like it was night and day difference. And Zane Smith is a prodigy. Like he is, he is a, mm-hmm. I think he's a star in the making personally. Yes. Yes. It was a night and day um, difference in terms of consistent performance, but he did um, give the team their first top five in quite a while um, on, on a road course. Yes. It was at the, uh, the, uh, the chaotic indie road course. But I mean, hey, top five is, is you know still a uh, a top five. But this um um the tweet he uh put out yesterday said a lot to me. As you guys have heard, I won't be full time in the thirty eight this year. It was a shock when they told me, and I am disappointed. So yeah, to your earlier point, that means that probably what happened was um he has sponsorship for most of the races. Unfortunately, he couldn't make up uh, sponsorship for those final six. So Ford, obviously um, having high hopes on Zane Smith anyway, probably went to him and and uh, was like, hey, can you uh, put together a, a six-race sponsorship deal for this and we'll let you in the ride? So, you know, it's, it now, sucks, but it's a business, unfortunately. I believe it'll work out that Todd Gillen will still run the full schedule this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most likely landing spot would be a Rick Ware car for those six races. I agree. Now, yeah, this seems like the right one. I'll ask this one. Um, because of the way NASCAR has made the playoff system, and this could come up, very low chance, but it could. So he he like had, had been going into the season that he would attempt all the races and that he had he had pledged to attempt all cup races. Say he doesn't get rides for two or three of them in the regular season. Is he still playoff eligible since he said he would, but then lost that ride or because uh, he didn't actually attempt them? Like how, how does the rule go with that is what I'm kind of oh, asking. I oh, think we don't, we don't have the top 30 requirement anymore. Do we No, but he still has no. to attempt the races. He has to attempt no. all the, the regular NASCAR, season races. If NASCAR wants to strictly stick to their rules, which they then don't know he, yeah, then they don't anyway. So therefore if he gets a yeah, win, he'll be in the playoffs. I, I <laughs> not having a ride isn't an, isn't a necess, isn't a viable uh waiver reason if you're sick if you're injured that's a waiver reason this one isn't but i i i'm not too concerned though i feel like he's gonna get i feel like, like he will yeah I, it, I mean believe it or not rick ware has a lot of partners with just the team themselves they just mm-hmm. need a driver a lot of times yeah um i i would not be surprised if but- he's got something but before we move on, I just want to point out that I I personally don't think um, Todd Gillen is like a terrible driver. I mean, you saw no. the way he performed in the truck series. I mean, he helped he still, build up that he, same he still, team in the truck series. So. He still got himself into the show in the clash. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's not act like that didn't happen. Hey, I said that earlier over, you know, both of the Keselowski Fords. So, I mean, there is some talent there. It's just unfortunately just one of those business deals. And then uh, last one here. This is the bad. Another let's have, let's, let's have a moment of silence for this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another grassroots short track is on the chopping block. Uh, this time it's mine. It's my uh, local short track where I grew up, uh, the Rockford Speedway. After seventy six years of operating, uh, will be shutting down at the end of their racing season. Uh, it'll be. It's tough because. When you look at the the scene, the racing scene in northern Illinois, there are small dirt tracks or small little tracks that don't have major uh, racing about them and major history to them for the most part. There are a lot around, you know, there's, I I believe, um, Sycamore has one near where I went to college. Uh, But 
I mean, for me, I, it it will. I'll say this: starting in twenty twenty four, when I go back up to visit my parents up in Illinois, it is not going to feel normal on a Saturday night to hear silence at night, like that. First, that that first for time me, in seventy six years, yeah. First well, seventy six years, yeah. First time in seventy six years that there'll be, you know, there, and there's there's a slap in the chat. The voices are calling to me. <laughs> Um, I, I just said uh, slap scoot over the tent. Yeah, get but, the tent ready. Yeah, I, I'm gonna grow out. I'm gonna grow out the uh, the mountain man beard again. But it it sucks. It really does. Because yeah. I it, I would when I was a teenager, you know, like my parents. I'll just say this, my parents would work night shift during the summer, uh, in in general. But during the summer, you know, my brother would go when he was young to spend the night, or he'd go out, you know, and stay at friends' places. So I I had the house to myself a lot. Uh, on weekends as a teenager. And so being a teenager, I, I was, especially when I didn't have a car, I'd walk half a mile up to the Rockford Speedway and uh, and watch races at night. Uh, I, I went and I got to see awesome concerts. I got to see like Queensryche. I got to see um, uh, a couple others. I believe Alice in Chains. You know, I got to see like, there was a lot wow. of cool stuff that that track had. They performed there. Oh yeah, yeah. They um, I met LL, I met LL Cool J at the Rockford Speedway. He was host, <laughs> he was hosting a concert festival I was at with all these different Jared, rock bands. Jared, uh, Claudia pointed them out in the chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to know when the trailer races. Oh, that's uh, right. Darian, look at look up Rockford Speedway. They have the entire racing schedule ready. I will look it up. Do um, they have it like separated? Like the if, if, they, if, they you, if you don't if you don't know what I mean by the trailer race, you guys can go on YouTube. And look up Rockport Speedway trailer races. Basically, think think about like twelve to fifteen trucks that have trailers, whether it's boats or cheap RVs that they get for you know dirt cheap, and then they just go 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 around destroying them until they eventually have a winner. Okay, yeah. so what's popped up on their on their official website is uh, um, late models, sportsmen, uh, short trackers. Uh, you'll uh, have bandits. to scroll a bit. Okay, it, yeah, I, I believe they have two a year, maybe three. Uh, one of them I know is like either June, July, and there's always one in August. Um, but, but what sucks so much for some, because the the thing that people don't realize is that Rockford, especially like they have a very, it's an underground base, but there is a strong amount of racing fans in the, the Rockford area. And there's a strong history. Mark Martin, for instance, went for track championships against John Knauss. And uh, and Dick Trickle at the Rockford Speedway, and and Mark Martin, there is Mark Martin stuff commemorating him winning track championships there. Chad Knauss got his start as a teenager, souping up his dad's car, and the Knauss family is famous at the Rockford Speedway. Uh, you 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 had so much history come out of there. Dick Trickle, a lot of his stomping grounds were the Rockford Speedway, uh, and what what sucks so much too is with Chicagoland uh, being taken off the NASCAR schedule and the Rockford Speedway uh, shutting down while there's the Chicago street race. There is no viable long-term major racing track in Northern Illinois now. And, you know, yes, you can go to road America, Milwaukee mile is starting to come back. I know we have that on the schedule, but for, for fans in Northern Illinois in the Chicago area, you know, if the Chicago street course doesn't work, which it doesn't even have to mean anything with the racing. It just means the politics of the city. There is a huge void there 
in that state where you're going to have to go out of state to go to good races. You're going to have to go to Iowa Mm -hmm. or Road America or Milwaukee or Indianapolis or up to Michigan. And it, it, it is something that is getting way too common. Like at least when you can, you can see in the Southeast and even in, you know, the, the Eastern, you know, side of the country that there's so many different short tracks that while it does suck that some get taken down, there's at least some that are close in the vicinity. And what's so bad about this is that I got to meet the 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 Deary family who owned the track, um, and and still owns it, I should say. And they they were telling me that between the Rockford Speedway, Gateway, and Chicagoland Speedway, that they were the only three like major paved NASCAR uh, supported tracks in any way in Illinois. And it's just it, it sucks on so many levels. I know that. You know the, the the surrounding buildings that are and and companies that are owned around there uh, by those invested in the speedway they're shutting down in June and I'm just I don't I don't because it's not it's not a real estate market from what I heard it's just like a it's a commercial uh, yeah market. I've I haven't I haven't been to a race there but I've been up to that area from Jarrett and yeah. I, I saw the speedway it was right next like we went to a, a Jersey Mike's so it was just right down the straight from it a lot of a uh, lot of uh, shops and restaurants and things all in that area that are being yeah. developed but they 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 want to turn that into more of that so my brother had sent me an article that there's a rumor it's going to be turned into a giant Walmart Okay. Wow. That was so that was what he saw. Today. That's what yeah, he saw. Wow. I don't know if it's true. Okay, I just want to say that and again, but uh, my brother sent me that. I'm just it, it just uh, hurts to see. It just it it does cuz it's it's such a fun atmosphere. They put dirt on that track and had World of Outlaws come there. I'll tell you what, man, that was wild. As someone who was an asphalt fan, like asphalt racing fan my whole life, it was wild seeing that. My grandpa took me there when I was like 6 or 7. And that was my first experience being able to be at a racetrack and see racing right up close. Like, yeah. and, and, and that is the long-term problem fan-wise that, that the sport's going to see is when you don't have those tracks to go to. When, when you don't have those tracks right down the road. Um, I know that some people complained about noise, but generally, from what I could tell, that wasn't, when I talked to the Deary's, that wasn't as big a problem. Now it could have changed in recent years, but... People in the area were used to the noise. Like, it wasn't like Nashville where they're complaining about it. It wasn't like some of these other short tracks where they're complaining about it. So, it's just it's just unfortunate. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk in circles about this all night. But one more thing, one more thing, and then we'll move on. Um, this is a, a, a tweet is the trailer? to my earlier one. Oh, do you have, from, do you have uh, the dates of the trailer races? So I couldn't find the schedule. Like the, the, um, it was blank it when I'll, I pulled it up. I'll, it was I'll, I'll it up. look into it more later. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is from Alex uh, uh, Papini. Uh, he is a former champion at the track, and he had replied to my earlier tweet. First off, I'm a big fan of Black Flags Matter on YouTube. Thank you, sir. Uh, secondly, I am a Rockford Speedway champion. Today is the second worst day of my life, right next to the worst, which was my dad losing his life on this very same track in 2001. That's very sad. And now, after 76 years, I've it's going to be totally erased. All right, so, I got the schedule pulled up really quick on my okay. phone. Like, like I think of it, it like this. What, what you just said that that's that's sad for him to lose the place that he grew up racing, but also sad. Like that's one that's one of the last mo. That's one of the last places that you know he had his dad. He, he saw yeah. that and he probably and it, it probably like you know felt connected to his dad by being yeah. there. And mm-hmm. now they're just going to tear it down for a Walmart. So here's here's what we got. Uh, 
the there are two. There's the original trailer, Race okay. of Destruction, um, and that one has that one has late models uh, with it, short trackers, road runners, high school racing. Yes, there is a there's actual high school racing that supports you know that track supports. So that's going away too. Um, but it's June 10th, uh, Saturday night, June 10th, and then the other one, Saturday night, August 5th. So those are. You know, your destruction, your your trailer races, which are famous. That's just man. Mm, enjoy, it just sucks. enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts. Especially you, Jerry, if you can have the opportunities to go back there. I mean, I'll I'll be back up in town, so okay. we'll probably Will you be at, of, will you will you be at the last race ever there? I gotta see when it is. I just turned off the okay. schedule. But I, I again I'll see. It's just it's all a matter of scheduling and stuff like that. Okay. But I want right. I would want to be. All right. Well, that was a, that was the depressing uh, end to the lightning round tonight. A very, a very depressing and extended, and that'll do it for this edition of the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now back to the show. Well, as you know, we have a lot of great partners here on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. One of those great partners is our friends at Lionel Racing, the official diecast provider of NASCAR. Guys, you can go online and pre-order lots of great cars right now for your favorite drivers. Um, there's plenty of them coming out from this year. There's plenty available from this past season. You can go ahead and order and get delivered to you as soon as possible. You can also check out their amazing selection of NASCAR Authentics available at most Walmart locations, oddly enough. Uh, but for this week's episode, for this week's episode, I've got a pretty cool deck. Guess a new addition into our collection: the Chase Elliott Nashville Ooh. Super Speedway win has just come in for us. Check out all the ally purple and mm. white confetti that got on that one. Uh, pretty good representation of that car. It's and, very detailed. Uh, very yeah, detailed. yeah, yeah, okay. really good detail. And I've got some actual confetti that I uh, found on the ground and scooped up some. So we've got some confetti we can throw along with the die cast here, but that is a good looking Chase Elliott Nat- Nashville Super Speedway win in the Ally 400 from last year. Uh, been to both races at Nashville. And well, now I got both of the winning die casts from those races. So thanks again to Lionel Racing for uh, giving for getting this car to us and also for sponsoring the show. We appreciate your support every week. Uh, guys, let's get right back into it now and uh we're been going into now a little bit of nascar playoff talk our our very very too early playoff predictions jared's got it all broke down for the four of us including eric's information here so jared what have us rascals agreed and disagreed on okay well first off i want to i want to say what we agreed and disagreed on for for the segment itself Uh, i am not going to read 16 names four times I'm oh, not going to read 64 oh, names what? all the time. Not saying all <laughs> separate. So we're, we're going to split this up into three segments. Uh, segmented here. segments. <laughs> uh, so we caution got caution break, everything. <laughs> so we're just going to go over uh, the ones we agree, all four of us agreed on. Uh, Eric's not here, but I, I guess I'll try and talk on his behalf on, on some of it or any of us can. Um but what we'll do is, yeah, all four of us, we'll just read that off really quick. I'll show you also so there's some visual representation of it. Uh, then we have some people uh, we pick three of. And uh, I'm just going to say this. I was a huge contrarian this year, and I know the chat's not going to be crazy about my picks, uh, but we're going to go into it either way. And uh, I'm going to try and talk these guys into why they should have picked some, and also Darian as well. Um 
there's also one driver that we split half and half. Me and Eric picked them to make it, and uh, Danny and uh, and Darian. Or no, wait, yeah, me and uh, me and Eric picked them, and Danny and Darian didn't. So that that'll be really fun. Uh, and then after that, we have who got picked once by us, uh, and and those who who picked them and those who didn't, which will be really fun and. Let's just get right into it. I'm gonna. I forgot to write it down just to make sure that I uh, I have it all straightened out. But let's get into the ones, and I'll read them off really quick that all of us picked. We all picked these guys all to make the playoffs: Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, AJ Allmendinger, Christopher Bell. Then we got the 22 of Logano, Tyler Reddick, and Alex Bowman. Those are the guys that all of us picked. Uh, I think the most debatable, uh, I would say the three most debatable that people would ask us about is picking Almondinger, Reddick, and Bowman. Is there any of these uh, of these 11, which is I will say is less than we normally pick, is there any of these 11 that you guys want to do a take back of? Of like, oh, I, I, oh. I take it back, I didn't pick them. I don't, or I don't want to pick them. None of those. I feel pretty confident in those. I, Bowman is my pick to win Circuit of the Americas, and that's the only one I've got him right as of right now predicted to win. Um, AJ Allmendinger, I actually picked him to win two races, and it would be two back-to-back uh, road course races, actually. Um, and Tyler Reddick, I feel like, is actually going to have a great season with 2311 racing, so I would not take back any of those. I wouldn't take back any of them, but if I were forced to take back uh, one of the picks, I think the safe pick to take back. I think that's a better Dan- question. Dan- if you're forced Danny, to. Danny, I'm sorry, bro. I got to get, I got to take out. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. That, that, that's, if, that's if, fine. I was forced, and, if I was forced. And, 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 and I'm only picking him to be in there because I have him winning one race. Okay, if, it, if it's not for that one race, I think he'd be on the chopping block. So is you is see, that your force to take out too, Danny? If I was forced to take him out, yeah, I would I would take okay. him. Okay. See, because I, but I that's thinking, ju- that's just because he's been he's been good enough each season to get at least one win. Yeah, I, I was thinking because like I mean we because thinking hard about it, I mean I didn't really see any other drivers outside of let's see outside of Alex Bowman who I just picked and AJ Allmendinger, but I feel like Allmendinger, I'm so confident um about him on these road courses that I was like, nah, I don't want to take him out. But for Alex Bowman, this is basically a prove it year deal for him. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it could either go one way or the other. I mean, he could, you know, win four races out of nowhere, like in 2021, or he could just freaking lay an egg and just freaking disappear. And then, you know, boom, he's out of the ride. And then Hendrick Motorsports promotes from within, or they go out and sign, you know, some other Chevy driver or whatever. But if if I, if I had to choose one, um, that I'm forced to. As much as Bowman is the mystery, AJ Allmendinger is not insured to win yeah. at the road courses. He's good at them, I, but if you remember, com- there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of competition. You got to remember, like how many road course races he raced in before going down to the Xfinity Series full time, and the yeah. competition now uh, he's going against Kyle Larson, yeah. Chase Elliott, especially. You know, Reddick. Reddick is really good at him. Mm-hmm. Ross Chastain is really good at him. So, you know, Christopher Bell was up there. Cindric, I'm expecting him to improve on the road courses this year. So, 
AJ would be the one who I'd be the most questionable. And if you force me to pick one to take out, it'd be AJ. So another name I want to talk about that was on that list, Jarrett, because um, I saw some people asking us, are we sure about this person? Well, going to the new team, are are you sure about Kyle Busch? What, what's your reasoning for it? My reasoning is that as of now, I had him wrote down as a as my prediction to win a day 2500, which would get him in right with that one. Um, but also it's, it's going to be a challenge going to the RCR. So, you know, are, how confident are you guys that Kyle Busch will make it in? I think this year is the Kyle Busch revenge tour. I mean, like, look, we've only ran one race, the clash. I mean, yes, he got P3 on the, or, uh, yeah, P3 on the podium, but still, you know, I mean, I want to, um, I want to, uh, definitely revisit this, um, a quarter of the way into the season, but I have a feeling that by the time we uh, we uh, reach nine races into the 2023 season, I think he gets at least one win. And, you know, I think he's motivated. You know, this is a brand new opportunity. Um, you know, he's got a lot to prove. You know, he's ba- he was basically with Joe Gibbs Racing most of his career. I mean, a motivated Kyle Busch is scary. I don't care yeah. how old he is, man. I mean, he's proven us wrong time and time again. You know, just when you think he's down and out or he, you know, might be on the downward swing, then all of a sudden, boom, he comes out of nowhere. So, I feel like Kyle Busch, this is the uh, revenge tour in 2023. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, Tyler Reddick is a great driver, and I don't think he's anywhere near his peak. I still think that Kyle Busch is at least, at the very least, that Kyle Busch's worst is at the same level, if not maybe a little better than than Tyler Reddick. I think that being stuck in a stale situation makes most drivers, like Kyle Busch was stuck in that situation, where it was getting more clear to him that he wasn't wanted at the team long-term, it's going to affect your performance. A pissed-off, motivated Kyle Busch, like Darian said, like Danny said, is insanely scary. I remember 2008. Because Kyle Busch before 2008 was like Ooh. a driver who got one or two wins a year, was a solid one, but everyone's like, he's going from Hendrick to Joe Gibbs Racing. At and the time, we thought happens? it was worse. It was probably a lateral move. Rattled off eight wins. when he was pissed off? He was, he yeah. was, he was, motivated. He was off, pissed, bro. Rattled off yeah. eight wins. Okay, that maybe that's earlier Kyle Busch, you might say. Okay, well, let's go a little further up. Kyle Busch gets injured in 2015, comes back, rattles off, like, yeah. what, five wins? You thought and does he was, what it takes to get the championship under the system. And, well, nobody thought. We can all debate nobody. that one. We'll just put that. <laughs> um, but, but look at 2019, you know? People were saying at the end of that year, hey, he's starting to fall off. He hasn't won a race since Pocono. He's not, you know, this, this, and this mm-hmm. wins a championship. So I... The thing I've learned about Kyle Busch, love the guy or hate him, you cannot ever count him out. You look at Richard Childress Racing, they're on the they're they're on the up and up in a lot of ways. Now a lot of that was Tyler Reddick. Uh so I mean Austin Dillon honestly wasn't a slouch and hasn't been a slouch. He's been a mid mid pack driver, and I think with the same equipment, Kyle Busch can take a mid pack car to be a top ten and win with some of them. If Austin yeah. Dillon can run up and get wins at times, there's no reason Kyle Busch can't. Now, really quick before we move on, looking at some of the chat's predictions on the same topic, uh, well, I saw Logan. Remember oh, that these are the ones that we're just all agreeing on. It doesn't mean yeah, that we yeah. didn't say somebody isn't going to make it. Yeah, these are yeah, just the 11 yeah, we yeah. agree on, which I will say we usually get 14 or 13, so yeah. it shows how even stuff is. This is yeah. only if you're forced. We've already picked this out, but I saw Logan in the chat had uh, mentioned Denny Hamlin. He's like, what about, uh, what, about, um, what about him? Because he was inconsistent to start off the season. I mean, it was pretty bad. It was pretty, it was horrible, as a matter he, he of fact. He was pretty so. good at the end of the year, though. Yeah, yeah, though. He was able to finish, though, when it counted the most. Yeah. But 
yeah. Just, just just watch out for Ross just saying. Yeah, just just all yeah, yeah. All it took was a uh, a hell melon move to it. He literally a said he literally said in his show, I saw like a clip on Twitter where he goes, I just I I am I like this the unluckiest driver? And I'm like, I, Yes, Denny, yes you are. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we've known this for a long time. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, water is wet. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Uh what's okay, next? Next we got uh we have four drivers that three of us picked. And then for three of them, I was a contrarian. And for one of them, Darian was a contrarian. And then we have one driver that's 50-50. So I'm going to read them all off for you. First off, the ones that we picked, that three of us picked, were Chase Briscoe, Martin Trix Jr., Bubba Wallace, and William Byron. The one that split half and half, Brad Kozlowski. Let's do the ones uh, that we had three people picking uh, to make it, but one said no. And I said I was a contrarian on this one. So uh, we can go point by point on him. And I, I I hate that we're doing this the week after the clash with the Truex one. Because I'm going to go with him to start mm-hmm. with. I picked Truex not to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, and you, wanna, you guys Want to go into detail? Want to go into detail on that? Uh, my, my, my detail on that one is this. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. has been slowly going down in performance over the last couple of years. Uh, now, last year, while he was top five in points... And he did have a good amount of top tens. I believe he only had four or five. Darren, you can probably double check for me on this one. Four or five top fives on the year. And you can be as consistent in the top ten as you want. When you have less top fives uh, year after year, or at least you know year over year at an older age, it's pretty evident that it means there's some regression. Uh, so that was my my take on that. Now, I think he very well could win. If, if there's any of the, those four uh, that are out, Four, by the way. Four top fives. Four. Four top fives. So he had, I'll put it like this. He had less top fives than Chase Elliott had wins last year. Now, I'm not saying that's Ugh. a bad thing about Elliott. Elliott had five wins. But <laughs> you usually, if, you, if you're considered a championship contender, you should have more than four top fives. Mm-hmm. I mean, drivers that finish 25th in points have four top fives. So that was my thinking on on uh, Truex. The, the other one that people are going to get mad at me on because it's a Hendrick driver, as I said, William Byron wouldn't make it. Uh, mm. Wasn't there a streak mm. of like, you know, eighteen races he didn't get a top he was, ten? He was horrible. Yeah, he was horrible for for a he, large chunk of that season. Like as, as soon as Logano dumped him out of Darlington, he just went yeah. downhill after that. Basically, and he had yeah. he, he already had the luxury of having two victories. So yeah, that no, maybe that was part of it. Maybe they were testing yeah, stuff. I can understand maybe. that that argument because that does happen. That does happen nowadays but, with the way the point system is. William Byron. I always say this about people like so and so is who so and who people think so and so is, um, and I'm not saying this because I'm on Danny's channel. I'm just saying it straight up because of statistics backing it up. At this point, I, a year or two ago, I would have argued otherwise because of potential. But at the moment, William Byron is the driver that people think Alex Bowman is. Like William yeah. Byron has performance wise been the worst time to driver by a lot long mile. He's not Casey Mears, even though Casey Mears honestly wasn't terrible in 2007 uh but you know he's not 2005 dale jr or 2009 dale jr 2010 dale jr you know he's not casey kane at the end of his career but william byron is a driver who he's incredibly streaky and i think that especially was it martinsville that he led a ton of because you couldn't pass he he had the benefit of that that's because it yeah logano was, was his logano yeah. was faster logano was beating the hell out of his bumper and couldn't move him that rules package gets changed even more and it's easier to move people or speed matters, then I don't see Byron winning that race. Yes, he won multiple races. I get that. But 
I you look at the inconsistency, you look at the the downright bad performance he had. I couldn't justify putting him in the playoffs. Now, I don't want to hog the entire segment uh, consecutively. I think I think people are going to be surprised with mine. They're going to be very surprised. Yeah, Darian, of uh, of Briscoe and Bubba, which one did you say no to? Oh, boy. I said no to Bubba Wallace. What? Yeah, why, the only yeah, black and, guy on the show saying no to Bubba Wallace? I, I want to go in there with that. Me and, nah, me and, and Danny and Eric and, all put him in the playoffs. And, and it's, it's funny you said it because I... I actually have Bubba winning two races this year. See, I was at Kansas. <laughs> yeah, like here's the problem with Bubba Wallace. Obviously, we saw it during the second half of the season. I was arguing on the show, get him a better pit crew, you know, get him, you know, better, you know, strategy calls and stuff, and he will get the job done. And he was able to. Here's the here's the problem. This was during the second half of the season. And for the past two years, ever since, you know, um, this, um, um, ever since 2311, you know, became official. He's had high expectations. I get all that. You know, it's understandable. You know, some of them, I mean, he's, you know, brought them himself and then some of it is out of his control. But I picked him to make the playoffs for two straight years. And there's an old saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, then you're just a fucking idiot. But (laughs) the thing is, is that I need to see a season where it is nothing but consistency, just one season. Like, all he has to do is a simple fix. Just run, at the very least, mediocre, because all we're talking about is top 16 here. So you don't even need to freaking run lights out. So he needs to be more consistent during the first half of the season, and then I think he'll be good. I'm still concerned about that. I know he just... Yeah, um, I know he was, uh, he was running up front in the clash and stuff. That team has potential. But that consistency is still a major problem to me during the first half of the season. If he can perform consistently, then he'll make the playoffs no problem. But right now, I'm out. So I'll argue on his behalf on this one. The the speed in the last probably I don't know, I want to say two thirds because but that Kansas race, the first one, he was the fastest car out there at times. Um but the speed he had, especially in the second half of the season. It wasn't like in 2021 where it was like top 15 speed. He was top 5, top 10. The only thing that I really worry about, two things I should say I worry about Bubba Wallace with and why he is definitely not somebody who I was concrete on. He was not in the first wave of people uh, that I chose because I had like 8 to 10 that I immediately was like, yep, they're in. He was not one of them. And he shouldn't be because he hasn't proven himself and that team hasn't. Uh, That team... Needs to put a full season together. You talk about the consistency part. They start horrible. Two years now, they have started horrible. Uh, Just with speed, with bad execution, just all around, not in any way looking like it should be, you know, a professional-grade team. The other thing is Bubba Wallace himself. His his temper is going to be his his. I should not say his temper. Oh, his temper I didn't even mention that. I didn't mention that. Wow. Like the, yeah, like that. his emotions can be the best of him and it can be the worst. Mm-hmm. It's his biggest, the biggest, you know, push out there of why so many fans like him because he wears his heart on his sleeve. Say whatever you want about him, he does. And, and he will tell you what he thinks. The same time though, we saw the absolute worst of it with Las Vegas last year when he turned Kyle yes. Larson at 170 miles an hour up into the wall 
nearly took out another Toyota guy uh, from and, the championship and then tried to fight him afterwards. And then at the at the clash, I think we saw him do a good job of. Uh, so I, I will say he was definitely knocking uh, Austin Dillon a lot in a turn, and I noticed that. And then shortly after that, Austin Dillon retaliated and 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 sent him for a spin. Afterwards, I thought maybe there's a good chance that they might talk about it or even fight. No, Bubba controlled his emotions. He definitely looked like the kid who just got told he couldn't have McDonald's, but he control he controlled his emotions and just sipped on his water and just stayed in quiet afterwards. But he was smiling before that camera shot had, you know, like went live as well. So it just oh. had more context to it. I, I didn't so, know that part of it. So yeah, yeah. So he was he was in good spirits, you know. It was just then, then yeah, he, he did he did a good job of controlling yeah. controlling the moment See, there. If he can act like that when things don't go his way, he's he can make the playoffs. He can make the playoffs. All right, and then I'll go back to I'll go back to being the contrarian all over again. <laughs> uh, then we have I I did not pick Chase Briscoe to make it. Which means, and, that, and that's that's fine because he started off very yeah. very good last year, but then he went really bad. So here's what worries me about Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe has he showed at the end of the year a brief stint. He showed at the end of the year of being able to compete at a high championship level. He did. I'm not going to say otherwise, but that was a very small sample size. I mean, if we're in 2021, we were talking about Bubba Wallace. You know, maybe he can take that step, and it took half the season too. The problem with uh, Briscoe for me, is I don't see him yet, and I don't see Stuart Haas racing yet. And I mean this in no disrespect, I don't think he's Kevin Harvick. Um, which I think we all have a little bit of choice things about Harvick later uh, in this segment. But he is not, in my opinion, going to carry that team to be a championship contender every year. I think mm-hmm. that with Briscoe, I will say, of of the three I said wouldn't make it, I think Briscoe's the most likely to make it. I think that he has the ability to be streaky like that. He can win at Indianapolis. He can win at Phoenix in the season. But he's in a similar boat for me that Byron's in. Very talented driver, very inconsistent. And and just uh, to me, he has not proven that that he can consistently be a playoff driver. Uh, now, he can prove me wrong. I hope he does because I think he's honestly a really good dude uh, for the sport to watch. But for now, I've got him out. Now, this is where I really wish Eric was here with me because he could help me mm-hmm. out. Uh, there was one other driver on that graphic. Two of us picked four and two of us picked against Brad Keselowski. Me and Eric picked four Brad Keselowski. Uh, and, or, uh, no, me and Danny did, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say, no, yeah. I had him. Okay, yeah, yeah, me and Danny did. And then did Eric not. and Darian didn't. So I've talked a lot. Danny, I want to hear why you picked Brad Keselowski. The reason I picked Brad Keselowski is because I started filling out my who do I think is going to win each race. And I have Brad Keselowski winning the second race at Daytona. Um, That's where I, I see him get in. But likewise, I think you take out what happened at that penalty after Martinsville, I think is what it was last year. I thought it was Atlanta that, that he got it. No, no it was Maybe it was Atlanta. Yeah, I thought it was Atlanta. I don't know. It, I don't, it, it was big ass penalties. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, so sometime around there, he got a hmm. huge he got a huge penalty, and uh, that pretty much ended the season. I think they've learned that doesn't happen. 
They can take things one race at a time. I think that they can maybe in the long run do well in points, but I have him winning that race at Daytona. I don't see him going the rest of his career without a win. And I could see him getting the win there at Daytona. So that's my prediction on it. I have him winning the second Daytona race, which would mean he gets in last minute. Maybe he's already in at that point, but I see him getting in either way there at Daytona. I I didn't choose him because I still feel like that team just has, they just still have a, a ton of work to do. And then especially with these other newer teams, you know, already finding, you know, immediate success as well. Um, I do see an improvement in terms of their overall performance. Now, does that necessarily mean it'll translate to a playoff spot? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he'll, I think he'll, uh, he'll come up close to winning uh, on the uh, super speedways, but then one thing will happen or another. And unfortunately he'll miss it. But, and, and honestly, I don't even think he'll be the best driver on his team again this year. I think uh, Chris Buescher will uh, once again, be the number one driver. So this is another one where two years in a row, so it might be shame on me on this one based on your logic, Darian. I'm going to say this with Brad Kozlowski. He performed much better than that penalty showed. I'm not saying he performed well. He was, was, I think, his worst season since 2010. Uh, But I am also not going to pretend that Roush or RFK, as it is known now, is some great team right off the bat with him only getting in there a couple months before it's, it's not, just, it's a, not it's, enough time to instill any change. It's it's not a poverty team. I'll put but, it that way. But I'll, but I'll, what I'll also put is that you talked about Chris Buescher doing better. Uh, and Brad Keselowski performed better. Not great, but he performed better. Martinsville, people remember, he was the oh. guy that Ross Chastain ended up backing it, you know, getting into the back of for yeah, the Hail Melon. Yeah. He finished ahead of Ross Chastain in that race. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that Martinsville is, is the end-all be-all, but what I'm saying is he had better speed towards the second half of the season. And I see Brad Keselowski as somebody who can adapt over time. And he's somebody who people forget. I feel like in a lot of ways he's like NASCAR's Russell Wilson at the moment. That big expectations oh. going in. He's leaving a really great situation that he spent his whole career with, and he got. I swear to God, I'm turning into Colin Cowherd. Uh, but <laughs> he, but he goes to this team, and and stinks it up that first year. This year's the prove it year. This year's the year that it's either this is the driver you're going to be, or that was an anomaly. And the way I see it, I think I think he'll be a a top fifteen driver. I don't take the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, as as a big tell so far, I think you know he ran up front at Daytona, led tons of laps, uh, so he's gonna be good at the super speedways. We have two more super speedway races as of last year going uh, forward, and I think that he's gonna improve at short tracks a lot, and I think some intermediates. So I think he's somebody who is going to be, like I said, probably top fifteen driver, maybe like sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth in points, but. At the same time, with that speed, he's going to be someone who I think who can flare up and get a win. Uh, maybe at a track we're not even expecting either. You know, he's he's a, he's a talented road course driver. Look at look at all the times he's up front at Watkins Glen. Maybe he wins the Chicago Street Course. So that that's my take on why I think he should make it or could make it at least. Quick question: You just compared him to Russell Wilson. So uh, does that mean we will be seeing high knees on the? Uh... Era on I, the, uh, plane rides. Too. I, I don't. I don't, I don't think Brad's in good enough shape to do high knees like that. Uh, no, so, no disrespect. So moving That's away from Brad, 
moving away from Brad Keselowski, I want to talk about a, a driver um, who this will be their first full-time season in NASCAR's top series. Basically ran a majority of the latter half of last season, Have has a decent amount of cup experience this year, but now going into the proper uh, full-time ride with Joe Gibbs Racing. We picked three-fourths of JGR to make it in. Jarrett, to my knowledge, none of us picked Ty Gibbs. No, we? one of us did. No, we'll one get into that, did. but that leads us into the one okay. picks. Mm-hmm. These okay. are all the guys, uh, and we can break it down by person that picked them. These are the six guys that each of the four hosts picked at least one of these guys to make it in. So the split with this, Darian picked two of these, Eric picked one, and I picked three. So Darian, since we start, we're talking about Ty Gibbs, you were the guy who picked Ty Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Why'd you pick him? Look, you can say whatever you want about Ty Gibbs. And obviously, you know, first off, my condolences to Ty Gibbs and his entire family. They're still going through a lot. And, you know, obviously we're um, all going to uh, respect their privacy on the on the tragic subject uh, matter. But um, Ty Gibbs, he showed a lot um, to me over the weekend. I know it's a clash, first race, here we, you know, hear me out. You know, those final laps, you know, I know it's the last chance qualifier. We've seen him take out guys time and time again. He could have dumped Chase Elliott, would have gone viral, you know, would have, you know, let to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we have questioned his situational awareness because he did take out his teammate, even though he was locked into the championship race and his teammate could have been in the race last year. I think he's done a lot of maturing over the offseason. I think, you know, obviously he's going through you know, a very tragic situation, but I feel like the most comfortable place for him right now is not only spending time with family, but being behind the seat of that wheel that him and his dad worked so hard to try and, you know, get him up the ladder. Yes, obviously it comes from, you know, daddy's money, grandpa's money. You still have to be good regardless. You still have to be good. And he's still very young still has a lot of maturing to do still but i think he's on the right track and i think this year we are not going to see some type of spectacular rookie season that rivals jimmy johnson or or, you know one of these young gun seasons like kurt bush you know bursting onto the scene i don't think that it'll still be a learning curve because he did run a lot of races last year which he will use to his advantage this year um but i still think he has a lot to learn with this next gen car um, but Joe Gibbs Racing is still a good enough team, and he'll be good enough, I think, to at the very least point his way into the NASCAR playoffs. So let me let me counter on this one. The reason I don't have Ty Gibbs in is because I've predicted we get 16 winners in the regular season. I'm not going to roll out Ty Gibbs getting a win this year, actually. I would just see it coming – and once the playoffs have started, and I just don't know if, you know, I, I hate to I hate to say this, it's it's going to be hard to really bounce back from what happened. No one could deny that it was it was hard there for a while for Dale Earnhardt Jr. in two thousand one, and um, you know it, it took it took a while to you know to get for him to get some good results after that. And, you know, ultimately, yeah, he, he won that Daytona race, but I just don't know if it's going to, if it's going to come that quickly for Ty Gibbs this season. I think he might win this year, but I think it'll come in the playoffs if it happens. That's, that's my personal reasons on it. 
Um, I see him having an overall pretty good season, probably several top tens and top fives. I just happen to think we're going to have 16 winners, and I don't see him being one of those in time. I'll uh, I'll, I'll put mine is his performance last year in the Cup Series. Granted, different situation, wasn't going in the year knowing it, but it was he had moments, he had flashes, but it very much was a rookie rookie esque kind of campaign. Uh, I believe he only had like either one or two top tens. He he ran up front like at Michigan. He ran up from, you know relatively close to the front at Richmond. Um, he 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 stayed out of the way. He didn't cause too much stuff uh, aside from Texas. Uh, for me, I think that Ty Gibbs is going. I believe that fifty four team was the former eighteen team, and that team struggled with Kyle Busch. Now I'm not saying it wasn't all on. I'm not saying it was all on the team, Kyle Busch, uh, and the attitude problems he had towards the end, in the sense of of just basically giving up. That that definitely did not help that team whatsoever. But I don't think Ty Gibbs at the current time is anywhere near as good as Kyle Busch. And Kyle Busch was at points of the year like a tenth to fifteenth place guy for a lot of the year he was. So I honestly think Ty Gibbs will finish outside the top 20 in points. He'll have flashes. We'll see the driver he can be, but I don't see Gibbs being yeah, a, a playoff guy because he he's going to have to win his way in. And Ty Gibbs, you know, he's been great every series he's jumped into so far. But now he's at the top level and he's going up against the most stacked competition he's ever went up against in his entire career at this point. See, so it, it it's not going to be the same thing we've seen it coming from. It was it was obvious in his last two years he is a cup caliber talent, but how many other cup caliber talents do we have that we also know ain't winning anytime soon? See, my logic with picking him over Bubba in the playoffs is based solely off of what team he's driving for. Yes, they have the alliance, but. He is replacing Kyle Busch, and that was Kyle Busch's old team. Now it's rebranded from the 18 to the 54. I think that team has enough resources to where he can lean on his, you know, veteran slash sort of veteran-ish teammate, uh, um, uh, Christopher Bell. What is this? Christopher Bell is, what, third season in the Cup Series? Um, fourth? I think fourth. Yeah, yeah, fourth, because uh, first season was in 2020. First full-time season, I believe. So, yeah, um, fourth season. So he has a lot of teammates and data from the team within to, to lean on. And I think, again, you have to be, at the very least, mediocre to make the playoffs on um, and uh, in uh, certain situations. Yeah. So. Well, we've talked a lot about Ty. I'm going to go into one of mine. Um, I think I'll just do, like, every other. I'll just have Danny. Danny, you can, you can uh, argue on behalf of Eric's pick. Uh, but yeah. for mine, I'm going to start with one of my picks on here, and that is Austin Sindrick. I was the only one that picked Austin Sindrick. Uh, Sindrick was, like to a fault the guy who finished ninth to 14th every week and while i don't think that's something that is is sustainable to get you into the playoffs with how evenly split the field is i do think that he's going to improve this year and he showed at times especially on the road courses that he can be a top level guy i think that with a year under his belt and with how well he ran uh, in general, I think, Darian, did he get a top 10 in points uh, last year? Uh, uh, or, I know who, Suarez uh, did. Uh, uh, who? who Cindric. He was, he was up around that. He was in that range. 
You're uh, talking about last year's Cup Series points, correct? Yes, Austin Cedric. Uh, uh, give me a second. I believe I don't think he did a uh, uh, P12. So he was yeah. close. So consistency close. wise. Uh, he uh, consistency wise, if you look at total points scored, and granted, I did this with the old Winston format, so it was just off finishes, not stages. But and also, just too, off finishes, um, he was ninth best. And also, too, uh, five top tens in total, or five top fives and nine top tens in total. Yes, and that's not sustainable. But unlike some of these other guys who have done it, being a rookie, that next jump to your sophomore season, I think Jeff Burton said you had to have about seventy five starts or so before you really start taking off. Well. We're looking at at Cindric. He ran like what six or seven races in twenty twenty one. A total of forty three starts. So forty three starts. Twenty seven races in twenty twenty one. Then obviously uh, twenty twenty two is I, a rookie season. I don't think he's going to win the Daytona five hundred again, but I do think he's going to improve as the season goes on. And if he's already a ninth to fourteenth place driver, and that's the baseline, I think that he is in very good shape to improve to to maybe. You know, I don't think he'll run as consistent as Blaney or win as many as Logano, but I think he'll be somebody who's serviceable in that ride and who shows why he deserves a Penske ride. Yeah. So why do you guys think he won't make it? Um, Mainly because yeah. if it wasn't for that Daytona 500, I, I, I don't know if he was really showing the best results to me. Um. Yeah, he had his he had his moments. He's definitely good on road courses, and I still give him that. But he's not been he's not been lighting him on fire like I thought he would be. Um, personally, I just I just don't have a lot of confidence in him. And but I have more confidence that we're likely to see sixteen winners this year. And when I'm when I when I feel like that, I'm like I I don't see where he fits in in this one. I don't see him getting a win because we do have so much good talent in the field this year. And uh, that that's my personal reason for it. It, it all goes back to literally the same reasons. I didn't pick Ty Gibbs. I just you can only pick so many people to win these races, and I don't I don't have him or Ty Gibbs winning a race in the regular season. Yeah, and and again, I mean, it goes back. I mean, there were some times where I mean, especially at the beginning of the season, where you were like, oh man, this might be you know you know next uh, grade uh, Penske driver at times. But I mean, I'll go through the uh, the first quarter of his uh, rookie season. Daytona 500 winner, 12th Montana, 19th Vegas, 24th Phoenix, 32nd Atlanta, 8th place at uh, Coda, 20th Richmond, 11th Martinsville, and uh, Bristol Dirt, 16th. Now, if you um, take that win out of the equation, let's say he finishes second to Bubba Wallace, um, he would be 14th in the regular season standings after the first quarter. Then you go all the way down. Um, he um, was at, at the... Um, um, his lowest point was after the Charlotte race, uh, after the Coca-Cola 600. He was 19th in the in the uh, in the standings, and for the rest of the season, um, was uh, as high as ninth um, in the uh, playoff standings and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, you take that win away. I mean, it's not a terrible rookie season. It's, honestly, that's basically a. Uh, a very typical Cup Series rookie season. I, I'm sure many rookies I'm, would love to have I'm that. I'm curious type of because he, while he wasn't on the main team, he had JGR supplied cars. Tell me, what was uh, Christopher Bell's year uh, before Gibbs with Levine uh, Family Racing? With Levine Family Racing, give me a second. Because I'm cur- I'm just I'm curious about that because I, I I feel like at That's least a good comparison. at least based on how they ran, it's very similar, and I think that Cindric can take that jump that 
uh, mm-hmm. that Bell took. Because Bell was basically in uh, a JGR car. Like, okay, let me pull up. Christopher Bell. Because okay, that was so... the, the Alliance. That was like the end of the Alliance. Uh, we're talking about the uh, 2020 season, his rookie season, correct? I believe so, yes, when he was in the yeah, 95. Yeah. Okay, so the stats are this. Uh, zero wins, uh, two top fives, seven top tens, 18 total laps led. Okay, uh, that's all I need to know. Finish, an average finish of 20.3 and finished 20th. In okay, now what was the it the next year? Uh, 2021, one win, seven top fives, 16 top tens, an average finish of 15.8. I don't see why that stat line couldn't be Cindric's uh, stat line this year, especially with the fact that he laid down a, a better uh, rookie year. That's second that's year with his argument. new team. Second year, second year with you know Team Penske. Second full time season. He's already gotten his feet wet, and he's getting and he's too. getting to that 70, 65, 70, 75 race mark that Jeff Burton and Steve Letard yeah. have talked about but, of drivers being comfortable during the season and getting better to that mm-hmm. point. But also, too, let's not forget there is also the uh, the infamous sophomore slump as well. So yeah. it could go either way there too. I mean, like, hey, but hey, you know, his slump might be four top fives but, instead of five top five. You know, what if I you mean? look at NASCAR though, there's it, it, sophomore slumps are like I don't think are honestly as common as as most think. So, no, no, that's I my mean, argument. Not, I, we're, not we're, recently, we're, we're not gonna, recently. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna jump recently. off a cliff. We still got four more drivers <laughs> to go over. <laughs> <Yeah>. Danny, <laughs> Eric picked. He was the only one of us, and I know the chat's gonna go wild for this one. He was the only one of us that picked Kevin Harvick to make the playoffs. So can you argue on his mm. behalf why Kevin Harvick should make the playoffs? Well, my hot take last week that he wasn't going to win a single race. It's kind of hard to ask me to do this. Um, but if I have to argue for him, consistency is key. And he is consistently at least fast each year. Even when he hasn't won back in 2021, he was still uber competitive and up there a lot. I mean, this guy is hopefully going to be retiring at still the peak of his career. Um, and he has, you know, ultimately blossomed to be one of the all time best of this generation, in my opinion. So for those reasons, I I'm not surprised that Eric would have him in there. Um, I, I didn't happen to have him in mind, but I'm not shocked to hear that he has a meter. I don't really know if there's much more that I can say for Harvick. I mean, our, our chat would say he's a doo-doo head cheater boy, but I, I, I digress. I think Kevin Harvick is still great race car driver. And that's all the reason you need for Kevin Harvick to make the playoffs this year. If you believe in that. Actually, this is really surprising. Um, some people already in the chat actually agree with the three who did not pick him, including okay. myself, which sort of surprised me. Um, even one person saying uh, his last wins were a fluke. I don't think they were. I won't say they were a fluke, but I'll say he got hot for about a four or five week span, which I I saw that coming. But at the same time, this is not the same Kevin Harvick. Yeah, it fizzled yeah. out. I mean, he's so, a lot older, and also too, you look back on history. Um, swan song seasons usually never go out as as planned. It's never that Cinderella ending, you know, yeah. outside yeah, of like a few. It's very you're, rare. You're, yeah, it's, it's hard to get the jeff gordon retires in the championship four it's yeah, hard he's to, got his mind it, 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 it's a, it's even harder to get a peyton manning retiring a super yeah. bowl champion you know i think but, i think you know like he he's got his mind in other places now he's already yeah. announced the fox deal and stuff you know, yeah and also, I, I think you know. getting that out of the way and, and people know what's going into it is going to make this very clear like hey this is if you're a harvick fan Enjoy. This is your this is your goodbye season, yeah. and if, if if he's going into commentary, there's not going to be no uh, oh 
Jimmy Johnson is back all of a sudden because mm-hmm, no. he's he's committing this. Well, granted, so we had that with Jeff Gordon and somehow, but but it, I don't think it's going to happen this one. Yeah, and also too, um, uh, Spencer brought up a good point. He says Harvick is the last of the Winston Air drivers full time. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely right. Absolutely yeah. right. And I know those are a lot of the reasons I gave. Now I I want to jump on the next one really quick before Darian gives his last one. I'm gonna say this, man. I'm gonna say this. I am so surprised I'm the only one that chose Daniel Suarez to make the playoffs. Because I, Suarez I, is, I, go for it. I debate I debated. I debated yeah, a long time on him. He's one of those bubble drivers for me too. One of those for me. Suarez for me, he he got so much better year over year. He's in a place that is building around him. I I think that in my opinion, in my opinion, Suarez took a big step. I don't know if it's the step he needs to take, but he took a big step. He is, you know, going to be, this will probably be the longest or tied for the longest. I can't remember how long he was with the other teams. Around the longest stint he's ever had with a team. And I think that he had chances to win last year and things just didn't go his way. I think they go his way this year. I think Daniel Suarez is a top 10 driver. I think regular season points that, he could be a 6th to 8th place driver. I mean, you look last year, I believe he finished 10th in points overall. Uh, I think that he got better as the year went on. So that's my argument for him. Okay. Any any uh-huh. other argument against him? No, I, I, uh, I, think, th- I think that's good for me. Yeah, I, I mean, my my logic was just again, you know, it's just he was he was uh, one of those bubble uh, bubble drivers, and we have such a stacked field as is as well. And again, you know, like there were points last year where you know he was showing potential, but then he was inconsistent from times. He sort of uh, played second fiddle to Ross Chastain from time to time. I mean, it's Ross Chastain, so it's really hard to beat him. But you know, I I think he'll be on the outside looking in. Now, Darren, you had one other guy that uh, none of us had who would that have been um I, some oh, something um, like a justin haley justin haley yes 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 sir. what yes, super sir. speedway did you have him winning now it's not going to be a rain of victory but i got him winning at talladega sometime this season i got him winning at well Talladega. it has to be the spring talladega then yeah, yeah. No, not not sometime oh 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 yeah duh that's right that's right duh so, so yeah, I have him winning the spring. I, I think he'll win the spring Talladega race. If he doesn't, then I think he can win the regular season finale. But he, he does have five opportunities at Super Speedways in regular season now. So yeah, oh oh, New Atlanta. That's right. See, yeah, no, well, it's not it's not really new anymore. But I'll give a I'll give my quick one before we get to the the last one. But for me, for, with Justin Haley, I to to me what I see with him is that he's in that area of drivers that has only had more drivers added to them. Uh, I know that Priest, a lot of people are asking where he's at, uh, but I, I'm i not going to judge off the clash alone. I want to see what he does the first half of the season first. But Priest is in that same category. You know, Almonding are racing for the same equipment. Uh, you have you have such a big amount of drivers that are in that, like, 15th to 25th range running each week. Not points-wise, but where they run each week and can jump up to the top 10 a bit. Or could jump, you know, could go down and finish thirtieth and have a bad week. And I feel like he'd get buried over time in that. I will say this because you mentioned Priest. I also debated on Priest a lot because while I don't have him predicted to do it, I will not be shocked if he pulls it off at Nashville Super Speedway because of how dominant he was able to win 
the last two years with that in the truck series. You know, he's got two guitars for a reason. Mm -hmm. He's a good driver. And that is a track that he now has a lot of uh, good memories with. I'd watch out for him at Nashville. Well, let's get the last one done here. Uh, And that leaves my last pick that I was alone on. And that is Eric Jones. Uh, People, I think, are sleeping on the 43 team. Eric Jones was really fast at the end of last year. He had to speed a ton during the night or uh, during the, the early part of the season. Um, Probably should have won Talladega if he hadn't made yeah. that dumb block. Uh, yeah. He was up front at, at Auto Club. He had a fast car and got screwed because of crazy malfunctions with the pit gun at Kansas. And I think, you know, he's not going to be the fastest out there. He's not going to dominate. But I could easily – I not could. I easily see him getting at least one win this season. And I think that – he of any of these guys for me, yeah, I can that I can see you know I can see any of these other guys missing the playoffs for reasons you guys gave, but for Eric Jones, he is the one who is at the top of my list here of 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 guys I think will perform better than 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 pretty much anyone else on here. I think he's I think he is primed for a really good run this season. All right, well, moving off that, that pretty much wraps us up there, correct, Jarrett? Yes, sir. I could help thank uh, our next sponsor, Forney. Give it a second. There we go. Uh, I want to thank Forney Industries. Uh, Get it done with green because Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For your do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyEnd.com. That is ForneyEnd.com or an authorized Forney dealer near you. What we got? We got we got one thing to preview, and that is Daytona 500 qualifying. They will qualify for the Daytona 500 next Wednesday at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, my goodness. That's the same time as we are usually on. Expect more about that uh, a little bit later. You'll see yeah. on the bottom start to, line. Start, yeah. yeah, you'll see at the bottom line. Start time, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. You can get coverage on TV on FS1 and radio coverage on MRN. How is the weather looking for this one? Well, on Wednesday, we're looking at 78 degrees, clouds and sun, and a 25% chance of rain, which Florida and Daytona, you never know. It could come any, any, out of nowhere. The defending pole winner for the Daytona 500 is Kyle Larson. Key note here, Alex Bowman has been on the front row for now the past five years. Does he extend it to be a record six years? We'll find out on Wednesday if he's able to do that. And uh, that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Darian, what do you got? Uh, what? No, There's sorry. No betting odds no, for no it. No betting for qualify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, be back. It, it's I, 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 I would just say I would just say Bowman is your is your favorite well, then. <laughs> well, we don't have a graphic for it, but uh, the chat and Eric are again up top, and the points tied with ten. And then there's Danny, you're minus four, I'm minus six, and Darian's in the basement minus eight. This is basically hey, where we were for this is basically where we were for a majority of the entire season this mm-hmm. past year. Bro, I suck again, dude. Didn't I finish last last year? Yes. You, you, See, sucking again, dude. But hey, the distance to the basement is very close right now. You can come nah, back from that. Nah, but all right, better not have another bad season. I, I'll give you know Eric would pick first. I'll give Eric's pick. Uh, he, he talked about you know big storyline here and the Chevys being fast, so he put Jimmy Johnson as his pick. I'm also going with Eric on this one. I've 
I don't know if Alex Bowman will be on the front row for six years in a row, but I do think the former driver to 48, the driver of the 84, won't have to worry about what he does in the duels because he will qualify in on time because he will take the pole award for the 2023 Daytona 500. Six, eight, 15, 18. Six, the amount of times that the team Alex Bowman races for has been on the front row the last six years in a row. If you include Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 2017, uh, which means driver or crew chief difference, that team's still up front. Eight, the amount of years in a row that at least one Hendrick car has been on the front row. 15 of 18. The last 18 years, at least one Hendrick car has been on the front row 15 times. The only exceptions, 2012 and 2007 and 2014. So I'm going to go with a Hendrick car. I'm looking, you know, the last couple years, uh, actually, the last time, yeah, because the last time we had a team that wasn't even a Chevy was 2018. I'm going to go with the safe bet on this one because while we wasn't the pole sitter last year, he was in 2021, and that team was in 2018, and that team was in 2011. I'm going to go with uh, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman is my pole pick this year. Very fair. Yeah. I'm going with the Hendrick car as well. I mean, it's qualifying, so I already put the um, my pick in the uh, in the chat already. Chase Elliott. What's the chat got so far, Danny? Uh, I'm, I ain't really saying, pick, saying much. I've seen some 8, I've seen some 84, and I've seen yeah. some 48. I've, I've seen, seen a lot of 84. I'm se- yeah. I, actually, I'm seeing more eight than anything. Actually, should we do a poll while we go into the final super chat stage break? Might as well. Yeah, I ain't yeah. seen as many for Bowman, so we're gonna do Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson. I should I should preface. I should have said before that uh, whoever picks the poll sitter gets a bonus point. So, uh, so it is points. Points are on the level. Yeah, I really didn't know if we were doing it or not. Yeah, just a bonus point. Not not nothing yeah. major. Oh, well, now we're seeing some more picks. Well, now we're seeing some 48. I'm going to still do the vote. Yeah, because okay. they, they were majority 848. Uh, oh, yeah, it's 884. 84, 84 yeah. yeah. Go ahead. But, yeah. So I put in a poll, and it says poll for poll, oh, 48 oh, or 8. I, uh, I'm sorry, really quick, Danny. Um, You meant to put the uh, 84, correct? It says 48. Uh, so, yeah, just want to let you know. Just want to let you know. 84, 84, basically. Yeah. Sorry. He was not an option. It's all good. We'll just. Well, they put forty-eight as a wide margin. I think that. I think they want. I think they meant. Yeah, eighty-four, eighty-four. Yep, y'all picked it already. (laughs) It's over. It's eighty-four. Yeah, eighty-four. Yeah, they they agree today. When's the last time we, without a joke, picked Jimmy Johnson to win anything on this show? Gosh, because we started in twenty eighteen as his. Remember, we had the meme like we've led we've led as many laps as Jimmy Johnson this year (laughs) for the first half of twenty eighteen. To be fair, they probably wanted that one anyways because they're tied with Eric. They might as well stay with Eric. So yeah. All right, go ahead, Danny. Uh, picking up with Zachary. Appreciate the two dollars. Chastain didn't teach Ray Mysterio, or sorry, Dominic Mysterio, the wall ride. Yeah, in the SmackDown segment, uh, Ray Mysterio beat Dominic Mysterio, mm-hmm. uh, but Chastain didn't show him off that cool move. So it's unfortunate. He probably, he probably could have done that. Probably would have been the dirtiest trick in the game. Uh. Is this HelloFresh? It just says Hello FR. Uh, $2. Appreciate that. Should we get two dirt race, maybe both Bristol dates? Nah. I-, I like dirt Bristol, but leave it in the spring where it's not impacting the playoffs. I think it's very fun as it is. You know what else All is right. great? That intro and outro that Jet made us. 
Yes. Yeah, let's watch it. Yep, let's All right, roll it. Cool. Great show tonight, y'all. All Take right. it easy. Bye. Thank y'all so much for watching. Goodbye. Go get us a W. Hell yeah. Ready. Fail. Steve, you look beautiful. You look great. Oh,